0: Welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sensei master is here and you still have not taken off your shoes. Every day to define man's mission, yeah. look into the sky for divine transmission, yeah. death man's vision makes the blind man listen, yeah. eyes on the prize, this is blind ambition, thank you. Welcome to another edition of the Toto Talk Podcast, I'm your host Serial Sensei, we are on episode number 165, as always you can give this podcast a listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, iHeartRadio, as well as various other streaming platforms. Give us a look on social media at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page as well as the Instagram page. Send questions to dojotalkpodcast at yahoo.com. And you can hit me up on Twitter and Twitch at SerialSensei. And you can hit my co-host up on Twitter at GC Zeus. And once again, for the second time in two days, I'm joined with my co-host, Antaku. What's going on, man?
1: Uh, no, it must have been a pretty chill day. I, I sat around all day and watched fights, like old fights, that I hadn't seen either in a long time or ever before, so that was fun.
0: Hey, what's a what's a new one? Well, not not new in age, but one you never saw before.
1: Well, I watched the entirety of K1 uh the ninety six World Grand Prix final. So I got to see like baby Crow Cop get leg kicked to death by Vanessa Hoos. Mm. Uh, I got to see uh Andy Hug just with the most disrespectful disrespectful knockout I think I've ever seen. Where Mike Bernardo gets uh cut down on a leg kick and he's like he gets up at like the nine. Like he gets up at nine and he's like you know trying to fight through it. And then Hug, who basically knows he's won already, hits him with a spinning back low kick. (laughs) (laughs) Which probably just ends Bernardo's night, and he's just, like, on the ground in pain because his leg gave out on him.
0: Mm.
1: And Hug is, like, celebrating while the referee is, like, counting and doing all, like, the power maples and everything. It's fucking disrespectful as fuck. I love it.
0: Yeah, if you do the spinning Uh, back low kick, like... You're going for all the style points.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you, you didn't need to do that.
1: <laughs>
0: Definitely didn't need to do that.
1: He, I'm glad he did. Hey.
0: Because
1: that made my day.
0: It worked. Actually, um, speaking of new fights and kickboxing, um, YouTube's always sending me stuff. So I watched the old um, uh, Benny the Jet fight. Yeah. And some um, TIE fighter. I do not remember the guy's name though. It
1: was really Did he also win a robbery?
0: Well, see, it's it's hard for me to say because the fight that I saw, well, the the uh, I can say fight, the video was, I don't I don't remember it being the fight in whole. It was just a lot of clips. Um, but I, I wasn't really focusing on who was winning. I thought it was just interesting because the, the the fight I was um, the fight that they showed and the clip that they showed. It was interesting, like, they would stop the video and just kind of show, like, techniques. Because it was, like, well, I don't know, according to the video, like, one of the first times, like, a kickboxer for the TIE fighter. And they were just kind of breaking down, like, the techniques and certain advantages the TIE had over the kickboxer and advantages the kickboxer had over the TIE fighter. It was interesting. It was really interesting. I don't even really remember paying attention to who won, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I don't remember who won. But uh, mm-hmm. it was a, it was an interesting video. Um, But, yeah. Oh, that was a random thing um so i guess before we uh get started as always uh for one shout outs to the listeners and for two before i forget uh you guys are getting well this is the second episode that you guys are getting from us this week so if you haven't heard or went back to listen already um our three-year anniversary episode came out oh well, by the time you guys are hearing this is already out um, but as of this recording it came out today um we did our pound for pound top 10 list of the best fighters on the planet so go back and listen to that episode it's really awesome had a really fun time putting that together real real stress trying to get that list out but we did it it was a great episode so go back and listen to that um and and if you're interested i also did uh my 20 favorite albums of 2019 Um, I put that out the other day, so if you want to hear me blab about music for about an hour, uh, go back and listen to that as well. So, this is my third podcast I've recorded in two days. I'm tired, but I'm here. We're working, we're working. Yeah, I
1: I, I was going to say, like, dude, like, you want to take a break? (laughs) Like, I I know you're tired.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 a little out of it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm definitely a little out of it. I didn't plan on doing that music one. That was a very last minute like last second thing and I was like, Yeah, whatever, I'm gonna just do it. That's I saw
1: I saw you in Tweet doing three podcasts in two days. It was like, wait, am I missing something?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, nah, that was the other one. Yeah, that was the yeah. other one. But, you know, starting off twenty twenty with a lot of content and then I'm gonna go take a really long nap <laughs> afterwards. But uh nah man. Shout outs to the listeners real quick. Let me uh give you guys uh Shoutouts, Twitter folk, Tumblr folk, wherever you are in the world. We appreciate you. Um, top, oh, excuse me. I, I'm a bit out of it, so I might be a little off this episode. I can't even bring up the right screen to uh, give the <laughs> proper shoutouts. All right, top cities for the week. Oh, all right. This is a new number one entry. Um, Probably going to butcher this. But number one is ya- Yaoundé, Cameroon. shout out to Cameroon. <laughs> number two, Mountain View, California. Number three, Bronx, New York. Number four, uh, Scottsburg, Indiana. And number five is Columbus, Ohio. And then also tied with number five was Barcelona, Spain. So shout out to you guys. shout out to Cameroon.
1: Awesome. Francis Ngannou is out here pushing us to the top there, there
0: we go because y'all were never on this list <laughs> and they just jolted to the top so yeah shout out to Francis and Gano and company y'all y'all keep coming back we we appreciate it maybe you. it is just
1: Francis Ngannou maybe he's the one who's listening
0: hey I hope we've said nothing but flattering things about you sir because I I don't want those problems <laughs> oh just ignore that episode we did about you and Derek Lewis just don't uh don't go back uh, to that uh,
1: one. Ignore that time I told you to buy a treadmill, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, so some of these episodes you might not want to go back to, but um no nah, shout outs to listeners, man. keep sharing, share with a friend, uh family member, uh postal service worker, yeah, everybody, and shout outs uh, to the uh I don't have the person's name, but uh we actually did get a comment on YouTube on the uh three year anniversary video. Um, somebody recommending uh two top fighters. I believe that. Oh really? Yeah, he said who he would have put on his list. Um, actually, I'm gonna bring this up real quick. Oh word! It's weird because his name is Music's playlist, so I thought it was like a spam thing, but it was like a real comment. <laughs> when I first saw it, I was like, "Music playlist." Oh, this is just some random person. Um, but shout out to you, sir. He said, um, or he or she, I I, I don't know who. But uh, the comment was, uh, regarding Muay Thai fighters, I think uh, I would have Sian Chai and Lerdsila on my list. Uh, they both have about 200 wins. Unique styles with, unortho- ah, with unorthodox techniques that other people in their sport don't usually use. Incredible natural reflexes and speed. Uh, they both now usually fight people who are larger and heavier than them. Lerdsila even had a 100 fight win streak at one point.
1: Uh, Alright, so I, I don't know much about, uh, what, what was the other guy's name? Uh,
0: Lurt, not Sanchai Lurt Sila. I've seen yes. that name before and I I can't remember where I've definitely seen that name before
1: but I did actually consider putting Sanchai on my list uh, like, I didn't forget about him but like I I, like, I also get the very heavy impression that he does not take fighting seriously anymore and I like I, I don't mean like he's not like God, how how I put this
0: He's not doing it for like accolades, He's
1: but just... like and the, here's the thing like most of these Thai fighters when they leave the Thai scene, like the 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 stadium scene, they are just collecting checks, um, you know some of them go on and they like are actually like, you know what? I'm going to be like um the glory like heavyweight or the glory lightweight champion, like said Chai or I'm gonna go fight the best in like China or whatever." but like Sanchez is way past that um he, he, he is just out here just like oh you want me to fight this random dude in Italy sure and I'll knock him like sometimes he'll knock him out in the first round sometimes he'll play with him for three rounds but like I almost put him up like if this was like five years ago he'd be on the list
0: hmm.
1: like, like like between like who like, who is like and he like he don't get me wrong he's still out here fighting dudes who are way bigger than him, but it's not like he's out here fighting, um, Giorgio Petrosian, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he is straight out here just having fun, and I respect the shit out of him for it.
0: All right, so yeah, because he's been fighting for, I don't even know how many fights that man has.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he is, like, (laughs) upward of 250.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's been out here for a long time. I'm not going to lie, that was another name when I saw, I was like, ah, I completely, out of sight, out of mind. I completely forgot about him.
1: Because, like, he fights, like, once or twice a month. Like, they'll just book him for, like, random shows throughout Europe. Um, you know, they pay good money because, like, people come out and see him. Um, you know, relatively good money. I don't think he's making, like, six figures a fight. But, um, you know, like, he he was somebody who was on my, like, who I was, like, am I gonna put this as, like, the Muay Thai guy? Hmm. But, like, and, like, I have no doubt he can go to Lumpini and still and like, beat a bunch of these dudes, but, like, would he would he beat the current 126-pound champion in Lumpini? That was my thought process. I was like, I also don't know who that guy is. Like, I could look up his name, but, like, I don't know his actual, like, resume and blah, 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 and, like, stuff like that. So that was my whole thing. But uh, th- thank you for the recommendations, like i absolutely i didn't know about the other dude but i, I just- i absolutely like, consider the yeah
0: so we yeah appreciate you we need more <laughs> of you guys to do that if you're listening man, let your voice be heard
1: come correct us
0: All right <laughs> send send some comments, send a question the thought uh, uh anything we'll uh we'll we'll definitely give you uh give you give you a shout out on the show um so guess we can uh go ahead and jump into it so for the rundown of today, uh, of course, as always, will cover uh, news and notes for the week, which isn't really too heavy on news and notes, not not a ton going on, um, and as far as the fights that we'll be covering, uh, we'll give uh, some shine to PFL because they had their finals, and the main event of the evening will be Rising 20, which was... Uh, very entertaining card to say the least a lot of happenings going on there's a lot of violence some soccer kicks uh there's a lot going on there's a lot going on so that'll that'll be like the main crux of the episode but before we get into all that random ramblings to kick things off what's on your mind segment of the show uh that's if either of us have anything so the anti do you have anything on your mind this week
1: so i have multiple things some of them are yeah, de- dreary uh, some of them are fucking hilarious, like you know the whole uh, Kevin love situation I don't know if you've been following that Boy, he is uh <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. he is displeased you
1: know well i I'm gonna save him for if we do parting shots and shout outs. <laughs> yeah. um and then he I... posts
0: the joker face. The <laughs> <laughs> one they were like forcing the smile. God. Go with somebody save Kevin Love, man. He is drowning out there in Cleveland. Just uh, <laughs> uh,
1: well, I'ma I'm get to him at the end. <laughs> I'ma get to him at the end. <laughs> but I saw it. We can't escape it. Uh oh. Yes. Here we I go. Saw, I saw Cats twenty nineteen. And this is the fifth time I've had to explain Cats (laughs) to somebody who knows I saw the show. (laughs) And I have to explain the plot of Cats before I talk about the movie Cats, because the plot of Cats doesn't exist. Oh, boy. So, Sensei, what do you know about Cats?
0: Uh, That it was a play, right? Yes. play. That's uh, pretty much
1: about where it's... From the coked-out brain of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh. The man behind... Um... Phantom of the Opera. Freaking... What was the other one? Uh... Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh... The... President's favorite Broadway play. Evita. And... Of course... Cats. So... How do I, how do I start? Um... That much, Andrew, whoever was like on like massive amounts of coke in the in the 70s, Mm. like like literally every other human being in the creative field, like huge amounts of coke, and he got his hands on the book by T.S. Eliot. It was a book of like little poems about cats' psychology or whatever. Don't understand how that works out, but it's T.S. Eliot, whatever. He was like, I'm gonna turn this into a play. And now, Elliot's is not a writer. I'm not sorry. I'm Elliot, Lloyd Webber is not a writer. He's a composer. He makes music. He doesn't even write the lyrics to his own songs. So, he gets a guy to 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 fit some of these uh, poems into songs, basically just like rips them from the book and puts them in the book into into music form. So we are left with a series of Loosely connected songs that turn themselves into a narrative and The play is about a series like th- this group of cats called Jellico cats. They're like a tribe and They say the word Jellicle so much by the end. It sounds like a dirty word But the the whole plot is there's this old cat who's played by Judy Dench in the movie named Old Deuteronomy who's going to choose one of the cats um To basically die and be reborn in a new life. And these cats want to die. (laughs) And the way they decide this is through musical theater. All these cats are literally auditioning to die. Mm. Yes. Now, mind you... The the play is, like, the cats introducing themselves one after the other with a musical. Like, there's a music theme, and, like, most of the time it's, like, their own song. Like, the song is their, I mean, the song is their name. So, like, um, I don't know, uh, Gus, the, the theater cat, is literally just a song about Gus, the theater cat. He's like, I was a great, like, I was a great cat, theater cat. I've been doing this forever. I'm really old. I want to die and be reborn there's a fat cat who sings a song about how he's fat and how great it is that he's fat and how sorry he feels for everybody else for being not fat. And then he, he, his goal is to die so he can be fat, like be skinny so he can get fat all over again. That's his goal. And then there's rebel Wilson cat who, who is like a house cat and she's also fat, but she trains like mice and like cockroaches how to do like Broadway theater that, like that's actually like her, her thing, and she's like, "I'm so bored in this house. I want to die," as opposed to just you know running away. It's not like really a normal more. cat. <laughs> they, none of these cats seem to have miserable lives, except for one. But I'll get to her. And then there, there, there's like other cats. There's Jason Derulo cat, and Jason Derulo is like the only person besides like Taylor Swift in this entire play who looks like they are having like the time of their life. Mm. Wait, right, Jason Derulo was born to be the rum the rum tug tugger, and that's his name, yeah, and that's his song. He sings about how great he is, and like all the female cats like fawn over him. And then yeah. Rebel Wilson makes that, a neuter joke because Jason Derulo has a high pitched voice, and that but that might be the reason why he wants to die so he can have his dick back. I don't know.
0: <laughs> the rum but, tugger,
1: but um. There's Idris Elba cat, who apparently is like a serial killer, cause he like like he goes around and like he want he also wants to die, but he also does magic, and it's never explained why he can do magic, but he does. And like at the beginning of the movie, he like kidnaps Rebel Wilson, but like you think she's been dead, like killed, cause like he put po- like he meets Rebel Wilson, and starts flirting with her, and then he points to like his wanted poster. And she's like, "Oh shit, he's the evil cat!" And then he snaps his fingers, and then Rebel Wilson turns to dust and floats away. And that happens like four times. Hmm. Like the, the 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 train cat does his little like tap dancing number, and then like he spins really hard and flies thirty feet into the air and continues to spin until he turns to <laughs> dust like <the> Spider Man <laughs> in <an> End Game. <laughs>
0: I want to know, and like, I, what what was going on in the theater, like, while...
1: I was the only one there, and I was losing my mind.
0: <laughs> well, like I to say, I guess that's the, that's the reason you were the only one there.
1: Oh, wow, um, boy. Which is, like, it's wild that this movie flopped, because everybody's talking about it. It feels like... Oh, uh, uh, Oh, God. So, Idris Elba cat wears a coat for, like, the first half of the movie. Like, he's in, like, a giant overcoat. And, you know, it's like, whatever. He's in the, you know, that some of the cats are wearing clothes. Some of them aren't. But then, like, Taylor Swift sings his, like, Idris Elba song. And then he shows up and he's not wearing it. Like, he takes off the coat. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah. No, so, like, I can't talk about the I didn't talk about the designs yet because, like, that we all know they're awful and, like, why would you do this to us, Tom Hooper? Like, Tom Hooper, why? But like, something clicks in your mind when you see Idris Elba, like, take off his coat, and then you're like, oh, he's naked now, and like, you know, the these are just like CGI skin grafted fur suits. So it's just Idris Elba naked in a fursuit. You know, CGI-like, but, like, it's still just Idris Elba naked. And then you can't turn it off in your brain. And then all of a sudden it becomes the horniest movie you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) Because it's just a bunch of people running around naked. (laughs)
0: Naked cats just...
1: Like, doing stuff like cats do. Like, there's a scene where, like, dude, like, like, old Gus sings his song about being an old cat and wanting to die. And Judy Dench is so happy that she throws one of her legs up in the air to signify that she's happy. And you're like, that's Judy Dench. <laughs> so and this like,
0: is like low key, like, a, a, a cat. But, horn. like, it's never
1: addressed. That's the thing. That's what makes it worse. Cause like outside of the rum the rum tug tugger song and um what's his face uh, Taylor Swift like fawning over Idris Elba like like th- there's no specifically like sexual parts of the the film and I think that makes it worse I, I, that somehow makes it more uncomfortable. Because at least if this was like sexual, you could explain it away, but it's not, and it's just weird, and it makes you feel uncomfortable. So,
0: how long was this movie?
1: This movie was an hour and ten, uh, no, it was like just shy of two hours.
0: Uh, so you, you got violated
1: for... After a while, I, I was just like, you know what, take me where you want to go, I don't care.
0: I mean, at that point, when you got naked cats running around, I guess you just kind of got to accept it. Like, I feel like you were too far in. You just couldn't.
1: Like, it's just like, how could you look away, you know? Yeah,
0: the the point to like, walk out happened already. Like, <laughs> if like, you're still here, you
1: just dude, gotta... I was I was there for the long haul. And poor Jennifer Hudson got it the worst. Like, they fucked up that cat's design so bad. So Jennifer Hudson plays, like, the cat that actually wins the competition to die because she's the only one who had a bad life. She was, like, uh, she was like a really popular cat that was, like, a singing cat. And then she went with, like, McCaverty who was Idris Elba cat. And it never explains, like, what that means. Like, were they dating? Was she, like, his lackey? Did she help him with some crime? It never explains it. But all the other cats hate her. And then she sings her big song. And then they sing the song that, like, but they only sing half of it. It's, like, a reprise. And then they sing the song that Taylor Swift sang for, like, wrote for the movie. But it's Francesca Hayward singing it, who's like the ballerina, who's the main character of the story. And then, like, it's so obviously not a T.S. Eliot poem that it stands out and becomes funny, despite the fact that it's supposed to be like this, like, you know, melancholy, bittersweet song. It also doesn't make any sense coming from the cat that's singing it. But that's a whole totally different, you know, conversation. And... It's like you start laughing because it's like oh right this is a movie this is not real it can't hurt you <laughs> or
0: can it <laughs> can it hurt you
1: like and I, I I wish we had time for me to talk about like actual like filmmaking stuff even like I'm not an expert by any degree but like Tom Hooper is the same dude who did Les Mis and I don't know if you saw Les Mis Sensei Mm-mm. so Les Mis was like divisive I guess and, um, Hugh Jackman was in it he was the main character uh, Russell Crowe was in it everybody hated him because of the way he was singing and it was like he was distractingly bad um, but like the way it was shot it was shot like so do you know anything about Le Miz? Uh... Like, songs or any of the um, it, it, it's like pop opera about the French Revolution. Like, as has these big, melodramatic songs. And they're all about, like, liberty and emotionality. And, like, you know. Like, there are some, like, there are some, like, really depressing parts of it. But, like... He chose to shoot it like it was Schindler's List. Mm. Like, I, I, I was straight up waiting for, like... Uh, the little girl character in Les Mis to be, like, shipped off to, like, Alcatraz or something. Or not Alcatraz, um Auschwitz. Like, it was... Like, it was shot in, like, all these weird shades of gray and dark blues, and it was just, like, depressing to look at. And it's like, that's not the story. I mean, the story's really sad, but, like, it ends on, like, a hopeful message, and it's, like... It's big emotionality. It's Broadway. And... He shot, he used a lot of the same techniques that he used in Le Mis and Cats, and they don't work, but, like, for completely the opposite reasons, because you can't have these close, tight zoom-ins.
0: Shot to these naked cats. <laughs> onto, these,
1: <laughs> onto these naked CGI cats, because, like, it's not people, like, there's no emotionality to it, because it's CG, like, it's not that it's just CGI, it's bad CGI, like, all you did was, you know, grafts first, like, first skin over these people. And, like, the dancing is ruined because of it. The songs are ruined because of it. Jennifer Hudson is ruined because of it. Thank God she got Aretha Franklin. Mm. Thank God she's going to be Aretha. Because she deserves so much better than what Tom Hooper yeah. did to her. Here. I think
0: my question after I saw that, well, I didn't see the movie, but, like, when I saw the trailer, is I just questioned all of the. Like, when their agent came to them, like, why did you say yes? Why did you...
1: Because yes, Cats yes? is, like, a big franchise. But, but it's big. It Like, it's the fourth-longest Broadway show ever. It's, like, one of the top grossing ever. Like, Memory was, like... <clears throat> memory was, like, Let It Go back in, like, the 70s. Like, Barbara Streisand covered the song. Like, it was a huge hit, like... Like, they probably were looking at this like, oh, this is, like, you know, we did Hairspray, you know, this could be our next big musical thing. But, like, they probably weren't, like, keyed in on the details of, like, how they were going to, like, uh, transport the film to, like, you know, translate to play the film. This should have been animated. Like, not, like, CGI, like, just straight up 2D animated. That was the only way this was ever going to work. Well, instead, uh... I mean, instead, you get night, like, Nightmare Fuel. And it's amazing, and I love it, and everybody should go see it. There you <laughs> go. Sure. That was... I'm, that was I'm your... sorry for eating up our entire <laughs> set. <segment. laughs> Mind <laughs> you, I've been, pra- I've been practicing. Because, <laughs> like, that's... Like I told you, that's like the fifth or sixth time I've had to explain this movie and, uh, people this
0: yeah you're, you're overdue you're overdue
1: i uh, told you i told you when the trailer got <laughs> that i was going to talk about it when i saw it
0: uh, you, now you guys you got the rundown you uh deal with that information what you will go uh if you want to pay to get violated
1: you should, you, <laughs> you should add a little time drop so people can skip my cat's rant
0: Oh no! I always uh, I I do I
1: do uh. Uh, No, I mean like in, in, like in the actual audio like. Oh, it goes off way too long on the movie cats.
0: Skip uh... to an hour ahead. (laughs) Hey, it is what it is. You guys know what you come here for.
1: It's for it's for, um, Broadway to film adaptation takes. Next year we're talking about Into the Heights.
0: Well, I'll, I'll condense mine real quick uh, for my "What's on Your Mind." Um, it was uh, it was just an album that I mentioned during my 2019 favorite albums, um, but I'm just gonna throw it out there. Uh, the artist is uh, that the artist name is Grip, uh, and the album is called "Snubnose." Um, I, I don't know really anything about this guy. This was like an album that I heard from out of left field. Didn't know who he was. Never heard him before. Did, didn't know him from a "Hole in the Wall." Um, but it is a really, really good album. Like one of those just like surprising things when somebody you just never heard of and you stumble on, well, I can't say stumble upon their music. I saw it on a music review. Uh shout out to Dead and Hip Hop, they reviewed it. And there was a guy I never heard of and I clicked on it, and I was like, Oh, this is really, 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 really good. Um
1: What's it called again?
0: Uh Snub Nose. Uh his name mm-hmm. is the Grip. The album cover is like a red backdrop like a picture of a revolver um Mm. it's a really good album uh lots of content there's definitely like a theme and like a concept kind of going throughout the album if you pay attention um but i I won't spend too long on it but i wanted to give the album a shout out because i I really thoroughly enjoyed it like honestly if had i heard that earlier in the year and i don't even know when it came out but had i heard that earlier in the year it probably would have been in like my top five top ten but I heard it really, really late. So it still made my top 20, but I think I've had it like number 15. Um, but really, really good album, man. Really, really, really good. So Grip, Snub Nose, go, uh, go give that a listen. All right. So let's get to uh, some news and notes for the week. Not a, a ton really going on, uh, but got a couple of fight announcements. And uh, a few news stories. So I'll just run through these fight, announcement, fight announcements real quick. Not too many of them. Uh, starting from the top, um, at UFC Brasilia, we will have Damian Maia uh, versus Gilbert Burns. At UFC 248, we'll have Jeremy Stephens versus Calvin Cater. At UFC Columbus, we'll have Tisha Torres versus Mizuki Inouye. And at UFC London, we'll have Mark Casey versus Stephen Ray. And Invicta FC-39 will be host to the Adam Waite title fight, uh, which is a rematch. So Jenny Yu uh, Frey will be defending her title against Ashley Cummins. Uh, this will be the second time that they fought. Um, that's all I got for fight announcements. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Um, I don't know if I, wait, wait, any of these you really care to like pick at, maybe just for like a brief moment.
1: Uh any of the fight announcements. Um I I guess my
0: only I, I mean, I like all these matchups. I'm i I'm actually really glad in a way got the Torres fight. That's that's a big fight for her. Um Am I am I the only one who feel well, I guess it makes sense because they're both coming off losses. I just don't know if I wanted to see Cater fight Stevens. I don't know. Not that I, mean, I don't think it'll be a good fight. It'll definitely be a good fight, but I I, I think it was a good
1: rebound fight for Cater. Like It's not like he needed a rebound fight, though, which is what I think you're getting at. Because, like, uh, Jeremy Stevens definitely feels like he's on, like, the downswing. Um, But, like, there's no reason, like, Cater couldn't have been matched up with, like... I don't know, um... Like a Brian Ortega.
0: If, if he's still around, God mm-hmm. knows it. I ain't seen him in Lord.
1: <laughs> what, yeah, yeah. Um, he, but he's, like, Waldo.
0: he's Waldo at this point.
1: There, there are definitely more interesting matchups for Cater. Um, I mean, th- th- this one will produce, like, a good action, I guess. But, like, stylistically, it kind of just seems... Not, not a walk in the park, but, like... It just feels like a fight he's supposed to win.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see. If nothing, though, it'll definitely be, uh... It'll be some hands being thrown. So, I I guess I can't really argue. I, I felt like I, I wanted to see him in more of a higher... I don't even know if higher profile is the right word, but... I don't know. I, I felt like there could have been somebody else out there. But don't take it the wrong way. I'm not, like, mad at this fight. I just... This I saw that matchup in, yeah. I saw that matchup in my, I just, my eyebrow just kind of raised, like, that was the guy y'all got? But it'll probably be fun, nonetheless. Um, And I like Maya versus Burns. That sounds like a good time. Shout out to Damian Maya, who's still out here at 40-something, fighting, like, all these young bucks. <laughs> and he's just still, he's still out here just doing the thing. Just, just out here still.
1: Ruin the hype trains, bro. <clears throat>
0: somebody's uh somebody's gotta do it somebody's gotta do it but um yeah i don't really have anything else to dive into any of these other ones about um so i guess i got we we can do some quick news headlines and then pretty sure both of us might have like at least one actual story um but the quick like little news blurbs nothing really go into depth about uh, Johnny Case, who we will be talking about later when we cover the Rising card, uh, he signed with PFL, so that's the thing, uh, and we, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but I wait, guess... Wait, 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 can... wait, wait,
1: wait. You, you're telling me he didn't win the, 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 the Rising Lightweight Championship?
0: Nah, he, uh, he ran into a certain gentleman. Uh and, that's uh, sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, bad, uh bad luck of the draw, just you get matched up with a certain person and, you know, life, life isn't so fun sometimes. Boy, first round too.
1: For a shame. Yeah.
0: But, um, Edson Barboza is, uh, allegedly planning to drop to featherweight and I had mixed emotions. Um, first thought was assuming that he can make the weight like healthy and it's not too bad of a weight cut all that good stuff boy there are probably some fun fights for him down there um i mean i'm not mad at a barboza versus uh yair or barboza versus anybody in like the top 10 15 i'm, I'm for it so on that front i'm like all right that could be this this could be great. We we could get a lot of, there, there are a ton of fun fights to make out of this. But then my other thought uh, came and it was that I don't think featherweight is going to treat him much better, I guess, than lightweight.
1: Yeah. So, like, the, uh, the, the, there aren't a whole bunch of, like, Vietnam Nurmagomedov and Kevin Lee types that will just go ape shit on him but like if you want to talk about like really good pressure fighters who are going to push him backwards like you you think the Korean zombie or you Alexander Volkanovsky can't march this dude down and like get him moved, especially when he's gonna be like weight drained and everything like and how explosive can he really be? you have to worry about the extra 10 pounds. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll see though. We'll we'll, we'll see. And I, that's hopefully he can just make the weight. Hopefully that's I always just worry about that too when, especially because he you know when you get older in age, it's not like making weight gets easier.
1: But yeah, we See now, like thirty.
0: He's got to be mid thirties.
1: Like thirty four? Or am I adding age onto him? Because I want to say he got to USC when he was young. But he's also been around forever. He's 33. He's huh. about to be 34 in like a a couple weeks. Right. So we'll,
0: we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I just these these whole moving down a weight class experiments. Uh,
1: they they they're not fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were, like like he, he had a competitive fight against the top dude, but like weight drained Aldo was still weight drained Aldo. You you don't wanna move down and be like good enough. You wanna be you wanna move down and you know still retain your complete game. Alright.
0: And it's just the talent level nowadays is stick, man. <laughs> it's 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 not getting easier. Go up, go down, go sideways, go whatever weight class you want to. It is it, it don't really get much easier no matter what direction you look in. Um but you know, fresh start, new start. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, news stories. Uh, you want to go or you want me to go? I have this uh, uh little, little, little Usada, a bit.
1: Uh, I'll go first just because I don't have like a lot of information about it. So, uh, Rising Boss Sakaki uh. I just butchered the Chavez name, but I'm gonna I'm plow through it. Um, he came. He came out and said that Rising is planning an expansion to uh, the United States, uh, or not the United States, North America. That's more accurate, um, and that he wants to do pay per view and have a TV deal, and that they will probably be running an event here sometime in 2020. Um, I don't this was a move that he's making like out of like oh, okay it's time to expand so much as oh um, if, for those that I know, like the Ryzen ratings were garbage um, like didn't normally hover around like 7% shares and like this year they were at like I want to say they went down to like 3.7 or 4 or something like that um, and my you know is arguably their biggest star and he didn't compete um, so that probably has a little bit to do with it. <laughs> um, but um, if he's relying on like you know TV deals and uh, uh, to keep a fully, he's probably looking for an North American TV partner. Um, and I don't know where he's gonna find one, but best of luck to him. But the last time he tried this, uh, he lost his promotion to the UFC, yeah. and.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, hopefully so, they
0: don't give you that uh that three a.m. TNT spot. Yeah.
1: But uh, uh oh 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 one other thing from that uh, news clip. he's going to be going after Olympic athletes after the 2020 uh games in Tokyo, which could be a good which is in theory a good move. Um, smart move. Yeah. Yeah. Like Olympians on in Japanese MMA besides Satoshi Ishii have proven to be somewhat of, uh, draws. They boost ratings, so...
0: I'm saying, I mean, if they're gonna be in your backyard, like,
1: why not? They're like... Like, they're there. <laughs> they're, Japan's aiming for three? Um, Olympic... Or not three Olympic medals. They want to be third place overall at the Olympics, which I guess means they want to be behind the United States and Russia or China. I can't remember which one, uh, is, like, the number two. Um... And yeah, you know, they're introducing karate. Um, the women's team is going to absolutely win at least like the women's wrestling team, I should say, is going to win at least absolutely like three medals. And like they built this whole new um, training facility, and like they've re- they've rescheduled the um, the event so that the women will go on last as like the main event for the wrestling. Like that's how much they're investing in that team. Um, you know, judo, they're. They're always the top team, if not the top, number, like, number two or whatever. Um, I, I don't know how they do in TKD. Um, and I'm sure they're going to be looking at, like, other sports where they can get, like, just anybody um, to come in and do those stuff. Like, I know they had, like, an Olympic volleyball player do commentary for them once or something like that. So, who knows? Who knows? I'll see.
0: Best of luck though. I hope it uh, hope it works out. Hope it works out. But just stay away from that uh that 3 a.m. TNT slot. Don't let them do that to you. <laughs> not not a good time.
1: I mean like what other time are they gonna come on though? If <laughs> they the want end. to be live.
0: Oh uh, 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 yeah, that is true. That is true. That is yeah. true. Well my uh, my story. I'll try to get through this quick. It's a lot of jargon and words and stuff, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, I'm reading this article I'll Give the gentleman credit who wrote this uh, Nolan King uh, So USADA Will be piloting a new oral fluid testing program For UFC athletes I'm just going to read a little some Bits and blurbs from this article uh, The USADA agency is piloting a new fluid testing program In hopes of improving the UFC's anti-doping efforts Oral fluid testing was implemented on December 11, 2019 In an effort to an effort to only detect use of in competition prohibited substances within hours of use, according to Jeff Nowinski, Uh in a follow up to his original tweet. Well, I'll just skip down and read the tweet. Um, uh, I know he had, he had a lot of tweets going on. Uh, in theory, that's what this new method does, gives an objective measurement of impairment. If it shows up in oral fluid, it was used in close proximity, and athlete is likely impaired. Um, Skip down. There's a lot of jargon and statements and just like a whole lot uh, going on. Collecting samples. All right, to summarize, this is the important stuff. To summarize, oral fluid testing is the collection of saliva. USADA personnel will collect a one milliliter sample with an oral fluid collection device over the span of 3.5 minutes. Fighters are not allowed to eat or drink in the 10 minutes leading up to the collection. When a sufficient amount uh, of fluid has been collected, an indicator, an indicator on the tube will change color. From there, anonymous samples will be analyzed at an independent water accredited laboratory. Only A samples will be collected during the pilot, no B samples to gauge the effect- effectiveness of the program. Other sample collection methods will be run simultaneously alongside oral fluid testing, which includes uh, also urine and blood, etc. Uh, fluid samples will not be reported during the pilot. Uh, and it goes on to say the benefits of oral testing about it uh, being pain-free, blah, 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 blah. Don't think there's a timeline on how like long this pilot is going on. Um... Oh, actually, one more important thing I wanted to mention because we talked about this a little off there. Uh, In a follow-up to his original tweet, Navisky indicated the pilot, if fully implemented in the future, could potentially allow cannabis to be removed from the In-Competition Prohibited Substance List. Which I think is really important because in the original article that uh, we had talked about off there, he seemed to be really zoning in on the whole THC cannabis all of that, which I'm gonna just speak for a lot of us. I don't think any of us really care if uh, any of our favorite fighters <laughs> are walking in high. Like,
1: uh, all right. <laughs> well, like in competition, just means like they're in camp or like they signed a fight deal or whatever. I think yeah. like it's really I mean, nebulous. But like, I-, I wouldn't give a fuck if the dude showed up to his fight high as fuck. Like, yeah, just to be honest with you.
0: Don't care. Yeah, don't care at all. Really, don't care at all. Um, but if it ends up being removed, uh that would be good i would i would fully support that so just something to keep an eye on new new testing so like i said i I don't know how long this pilot is running but just just keep her out uh we'll see it'll be i'll be interested to see like who's the first person to get like popped for something they took orally because as we talked about off uh, off air even though I'll speak for both of us and assume neither one of us are steroid users. Uh, <laughs> most performance-enhancing... I, am in,
1: I am in fact, not jacked. Right. So, no.
0: <laughs> most uh, performance-enhancing drugs that I know of are not ingested orally. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I ain't no expert. I don't work in any labs. I don't do any tests. I don't really know how any of this works. But we'll see. So... Besada still around, testing folk, doing what they do. So just just keep your eyes peeled. Uh, think that's uh pretty much it for news. Uh, like I said slow news week, not a whole lot going on. Uh, we, I'm not gonna get into Connor and Connor stuff, cause I I just I don't really care. Um, I just see his name pop up a lot, but I I don't care to click on it and <laughs> and
1: read into it. <laughs> Like I have some stuff to say when that that fight comes around, about like how he's been like doing interviews and shit. Like it's not looking. He he looks pressed. I'll say that.
0: I I haven't looked at none of. I haven't looked at not one.
1: He did an interview for his site, the Mac Life, and um. He he was talking. The interviewer brought Justin Gaethje, and like, he looked shook. Like, I don't know if, it, like, this fight is making him nervous. I don't know if, like, he's got some shit going on in the background. Like, I'm sure he owes a lot of people a lot of money. Um, I, I don't know if, like, you know, the cocaine is finally starting to get to him. But, like, like, he, he looked like he does not look well. I mean, it could have just been, like, he, he was coming from, like, a hard training session. Like, he was in the gym. Um, so that could have been it. But, like, he looked you look pressed but that's all i gotta say about connor until we see him fight which we might not he could there's still two weeks for him to get arrested that's yeah, a thing that could happen <laughs> right
0: yeah well we'll we'll see you know I could talk about gaethje and dana too but i you know i'm gonna save that for another another day
1: i will say that for when gaethje gets actual fight
0: <sighs> Dana gonna Dana. But Dojo breakdown man, let's talk about some fights. Said last time I'd get PFL their shine. I'm a man of my word. Uh PFL finals man, this was the the big hoorah. Uh this went down on the thirty first of December. Their championship finals, so this is the fighting for all the prize money, all the division finals. Throwing out oh, the million-dollar bags.
1: Million dollars.
0: Well, for everybody except the first fight, because it wasn't a tournament fight, but everybody else.
1: I'd be I'd be angry if I was if I was the only guy who went on the car who didn't get right. a million dollars.
0: <laughs> Brendan, you need to go snuff uh, Lance Palmer in the back. Exactly. <laughs> go pull the the old school like WWF hardcore title move just go 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 take his uh <laughs> it's like
1: it's like the 24/7 title right <laughs> you just, you just beat the guy anywhere
0: yeah man y'all just got to go fight in the back man go get your money <laughs> but um so I'll be honest with you guys I I watch this card but I I'll just say I'm going to heavily depend on the anti cool for some analysis here because um like, I watched the Palmer fight, um, I watched the Schultz fight, which was actually really good, there, a lot of the rest of this card was kind of a blur to me, and then I purposely skipped the Roshaw fight, um, I missed the Rick Cooper fight, and I did, completely forgot to watch the Kayla Harrison fight, so I was, I was, like, in and out of this card, to be honest, um,
1: so oddly enough, the only fight on the card that I did not well, that and the Brandon left me uh, Love yeah Love name fight um were the only fights that I did not watch. Like I watched like the first round and a half of Kayla Harrison before I was like, oh, this went five rounds. I get the gist of it. Um, but I watched the rest of the card. It, it was pretty good. I uh, can't you know it was a nice little short card. Um, I say short, but like there were. Two fights that went all the way to decision. One fight that went... Or three fights that went all the way to decision. Uh, one fight that went to the fourth round. Um, but it didn't feel long. Which... I, I I saw all these fights before I went to see cats So mm. I don't know how well my brain is going to be functioning. <laughs> but Caleb Harrison took a wide decision over Larissa Pacheco in the main event. In a rematch of a fight that happened earlier this year. Um, of course, Pacheco upset Sarah Kaufman to get to the finals. Uh, Harrison... Continues to be undefeated, climbs to seven and zero, gets the million dollar bag. Um, I don't know what they do with her next year. I, like, I, I, I. There are women out there who could compete with her. Um, like, you know, like, like, actually, just like women, like bodies. There are bodies that they could put in front of her. I don't know if it's worth it. Um, to keep doing it in like the tournament format as opposed to just like. Here's our two-time Olympic gold medalist, and she's going to fight three times this year. These are the dates you can check her out. Uh, I, I don't know if it's worth which one it would be worth more. Um, and, and we'll talk a little bit about um, Ray Cepho and like, what he had to say about so many repeats um, in the finals this year, but we'll, we'll get to that. In um, the co-main event, Ray Cooper the Third, the breakout star of the first season of PFL, who... Just so happens to not win the tournament last year. Um, he won. He beat hey. David Mashad. Yeah, body punched the t- uh, to ground and pound in the in the second round. Um, Cooper, I don't know if it was the Doomsday fight or the way he lost in the finals last year, but he's turned quite, kind of into like a wrestle boxer now. More emphasis on the wrestling than the boxing. Like really likes to get on the inside, take you down. Make when you get back up, he'll make you work and. Uh, he likes to attack with, like, the the, the, the hooks to the body and everything. Um, like, it seems like he gets hurt a lot more nowadays. Um, you know, between, like, the Doomsday fight and his last fight and the fight before that where he went to a draw. Um, mm-hmm. But still, Ray Cooper, finally the million-dollar man. Happy for him. Absolutely earned it. Um... Just like like I said, watching him run through the first season where he ran through Jake Shields twice, Right uh, he killed it hurt. Jake Shields twice
0: in the same <laughs> year. It, it
1: hurt as a as the only Jake Shields fan, it hurt. But <laughs> you, you gotta respect the man's hustle. Um. Uh, who else? Uh, in the next fight, um, where I w- where I'm going to say PFL dodged the bullet, um, Ali. Isayev, uh stopped Jared Rochel in the fourth round, meaning they did not have to, in fact, give Jared Roschel a million dollars to fight. <laughs> which would be the biggest hustle in the history of combat sports. And I say this as the lone Jared Rochel fan. Damn it. <laughs> he beat Roy Nelson, if we're being real. But... No, Ali Issaev. Um <laughs> it was not an exciting fight. There were exciting moments and they were all on Isaev's part. Um I because he's such a weirdly athletic and explosive dude, I forget that he was like an Olympic wrestler. And he like there were parts of this fight where he literally just picked Jerry Rosh up, up above his head and threw him to the ground. Mm. And that was exciting. And, you know, he 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 went for four spinning back kicks to open up each round and landed every single one of them. And that was cool. But there were long periods of time where, like, they were just, he was just on top of Rochelle on the ground, throwing, like, those little body punches and not really doing much else. But um, he managed to put together a string of ground-to-pound um, in the uh, fourth round that Rochelle was not able to recover from. Um, eventually, the ref stepped in and stopped the fight. Ali Isayev, heavyweight. Uh, tournament champion and a million dollar man. Now, <clears throat> Nathan Schultz versus Loic Rodzabov. Rad- uh, hands, hands, and legs. <laughs> um, I, like this is why I'm happy PFL exists to give dudes like not uh, like Nathan Schultz, who if he was in the like, UFC or belts, or he would not be the champion. Um, like he, he's a very I'm not going to say limited, but, like, it's just, he, he, he's not a dude who I think would be climbing the ladder to success anytime soon um, for multiple different reasons, but, like, in this format, he shines. Like, absolute bonkers fucking fight between him and Razabov. Um, just, like you said, hands, 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 just some really slick inside pocket box. Like, this was, I, the fight I compared this to was like, it was a low, uh, uh, it was like a rip-off version of um, Robbie Lawler versus Johnny Hendricks. So
0: but for PFL, this might be
1: like one of their best. This, yeah, this is one of <laughs> PFL- Like, I don't, I don't say that with any disrespect. It was just like Hendricks and uh, Lawler were the best fighters in the division at the time, and show and Razabov aren't, but like they they put on a goddamn show this is my my favorite fight of the week um for me and all serious like and show just finding success with that leg kick absolutely like what I think he landed something like forty leg kicks to mm-hmm. to Radzibov. like the dude was barely standing on that left leg um uh I will knock points off for sure. I do think he deserved to lose because he rocked Ratabov and then proceeded to go to the clinch. I know he's a <laughs> I, I know he's a judo dude, but come on, dude. You had the man on skates and that's what you do. But um if there's any fight from today that uh you go back and watch, that's the fight you should watch. Yeah. That Fantastic. was fun.
0: and like literally action all the way through.
1: Yes. All like, the way through every second. Bell. Yeah. Earned every short. bit of that million dollars. <clears throat> And uh, Razabov put on for um, where's he from? Azerbaijan? No, he's from Tajikistan. He, he put on for Tajikistan. Like, uh, I I went on uh, I went on YouTube and like that that the video of that fight had like two hundred thousand views, mm. and they were all from you know his country. Everybody just showing him love uh, for going out there and you know put, putting his heart into it. So That's that, what that was him, man. yeah
0: that's that's good to see because yeah he really did like they both really did just go out there just laid it out man yeah they they really did that's that's awesome i'm glad he got that love.
1: yeah and Schultz becomes a two millionaire or whatever like he he wins his second million dollar prize which puts him in like the one percent of mma fighters
0: (laughs) that's wild yeah he's the he's the one percent
1: like, he, he's been paid better than Kamaru Usman and, um,
0: I don't know. Like,
1: basically anybody who's not, like, Khabib, Overeem, or Conor McGregor. That's basically it. And maybe Jorge Masvidal.
0: Uh, when, you, when you can put on fights like that,
1: you i earn it. At you.
0: Yeah, yeah, get
1: that back. <laughs> I mean, PFL might be throwing money into a a, a, a furnace here, but... At least it's going to guys like Nathan Schultz. Yeah, that's good. Is that um the next fight on this card? Uh, featherweight tournament final um, between Lance Palmer and Alex Gilpin. Um, like, listen, Lance Palmer is a top ten featherweight. Like, if he was in the UFC, I have no doubt that there are guys in this division he would absolutely tool. That does not make him a fun fighter to watch. Um, he wanted to show off his boxing. I I think he moved camps for this fight. Um, I don't remember where he went, but I, I know that uh, I had new. I actually I think he moved to uh, Ricardo Lamas, I'm not Ricardo Almeida. Um, I think he was working with like Frankie's team, and he was like, "I'm going to show off my new boxing skills." And then Alex Gilpin accidentally poked him in the eye in the first round. He's like. Fuck that! We're going back to the ground, boy. Um, and outside of <laughs> yeah, and outside of Alex Gilpin almost hitting a north-south choke in the uh, first and second round, this fight was basically Lance Palmer getting Gilpin to the ground, pinning him there, and landing like <clears throat> inconsequential but uncomfortable body and uh, head shots on the ground. So he did that for five rounds, earns himself another million dollars. I don't know if a, you could call him a draw.
0: I uh, feel sure like at this point, there's Lance Palmer going to Lance Palmer.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not... I can't say I'm ever looking forward to watching him fight, but, but I can't went. knock... Yeah, he wins, and I can't knock the dude for collecting million-dollar checks. I like, know. Yeah.
0: They can't stop you wrestling. I can't be mad at you for... Uh...
1: Yeah, can't be mad. Yeah, can't and be like mad at this mad.
0: point, yeah, I, I've been watching Lance Palmer since it was World Series of Fighting. He he hasn't really changed. Like it's you know what you're gonna get when Lance Palmer gets in there. You, he's gonna just try to take you down, and it's
1: he's gonna take you down and hold you there.
0: Yep, is what it is.
1: Can't be mad at it. Um, <clears throat> so um, this next fight is a two five fight, and I have paid zero attention to the uh to the PFL two oh five division tournament um this year because it's the two oh five division. Like I barely pay attention to so one the UFC. Um, but apparently I've missed just an absolute breakout year for uh Emmanuel's uh Emiliano Sorti. Um five fights, five stoppages, and now he's a millionaire um he takes home the 205 uh tournament title and the uh million dollars um he stops jordan uh jordan johnson um hurt him with a short right hand and johnson proceeded to shoot in a, a desperation takedown and sort just beat the crap out of him uh while johnson was holding on to the single leg um uh, pounded on to the referee called the fight off millionaire um he, uh, we're going to talk about him when we do our, um, <clears throat> well, I'm going to talk about him a little bit when we do our, um, our fire, uh, our award ceremony. He's definitely going to be mentioned because, like, how, how can you not? Like, he had an, an amazing year. Amazing, amazing year. Um, crazy to think this dude was, uh, out here getting blasted on the Contender Series and, like, in Bellator. Uh, mm-hmm. Like his his big win in Bellator was submitting Bubba McDaniel. You got re- to
0: take you got to take his lumps.
1: Yeah, I mean you got like the like, yeah. division where you got to lose before you can win.
0: And I was gonna say, I mean, <laughs> even so, you can look back at those uh, guys that beat me up, and y'all don't got a million dollars.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Hey, who's the no. dude he lost to? Because, like, that dude's probably in the UFC. Uh, oh, it was Ryan Spann. Ryan Spann ain't got a million. No, he's no, I like Ryan, I, I like Ryan Spann. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> up, he's out here playing on ESPN+. Right. So he's on ESPN2. Who's the real winner? Right.
0: <laughs> so, you know, you might have beat me. and You might be in the better organization, but uh, my bank account.
1: I mean, is it really better if they can't pay him a million dollars?
0: As long as the black suits don't come and try to repo anything, just spend it before they take it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, he,
1: he is Argentinian, or Argentinian, which again, a, a theme of this week. Um, you know, countries with, uh, I, I guess you could say under, countries that don't really have that big of an MMA base or that many fighters. Uh, their fighters just showing up and showing out. Um, we'll get to that a little bit on the Rising card. Um, but, you know, this is a huge win for Argentinian MMA. Um, I, I like that there was, like, some talk in the news about, like, oh, he's not bringing that million dollars home. He's going to hold it in a bank account offshore so he can avoid the tax man. Hey, uh, hey I, I I, don't know if anybody's been uh, following the news, but Argentina is probably he's really going through it right now. Uh, so, I I get it.
0: Hey man, do do what you gotta do, bro. <laughs> do
1: what you gotta do. So um. Yeah. So, shout to Sorty. Um. And uh, I mentioned them before, but uh, Brendan Loughnane, uh, the the fighter who Dana White criticized for going for a takedown on the uh, Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. Uh, he got his second win in PFL. It was just a um, showcase fight, I guess you'd call it. He beat David Valente by unanimous decision. I didn't actually see that fight, but uh, yeah, props to him.
0: Yeah. I, hope, I hope they put him in the uh, in the tournament next year because he's had this. He's had two uh, showcase fights, like just.
1: I, I, I'm I'm sure that's exactly what they're going to do. And speaking of which, uh. Ray Seffel came out, I don't know if it was before or during the card or after or whatever, talking about PFL needing to revamp the roster, because there were how many guys who were back from the year before? Like Palmer oh, yeah. and Schultz. Palmer,
0: Schultz.
1: And Cooper.
0: Oh, is he just talking about winners or just repeats
1: in general? Just repeats in general. So like, Because R- Rorschach would be a repeat too, wouldn't he? Uh, Rorschach was a repeat, but I don't think he made the finals. Oh, but, like, but I get your point. Yeah, like, so, um, yeah, probably a good idea to sign some new dudes on and, uh, let them. Yeah, y'all, y'all better find somebody for Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's I mean, just they out got wrestling with everybody. he got a Muff name. And Brandon and, man that's why. Just
0: work on that takedown defense. Go light that man up.
1: Go for the North-South choke. Alex Kilpin was so close. <laughs> <laughs> he really
0: and that was slick too. I did like that. Yeah. That was the one part that was, of that fight where I got excited.
1: That was some Mitch Clark uh Ally Aquinta stuff. So uh, close. So close. Um Yeah, but I, I I'd be happy to see them, you know, re up the roster. I don't know who they could possibly get. That'd be interesting. Like they like the, the outside of, like, the Russian and Eastern European dudes and the, uh, you know, the guys like uh, Nathan Schultz or um, Natan Schultz or um, Emiliano Sorti. Like, I don't know any Americans on the regional scene who are like, oh, I'm going to sign with PFL. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Rory or... Uh, I mean, they did just sign Johnny Case.
0: Got Johnny Case, got Roy McDonald. Maybe they can... uh
1: I don't
0: you know. want to see Rory. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, man, Roy, Ray Cooper. That's that's going to be a thing next year. Uh, uh,
1: uh.
0: We'll just move on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just move on. <laughs> that's a whole nother, whole nother conversation. We'll, we'll just move on. All right, man. Let's get to it. I can contribute now because I saw this. <laughs> Ryzen 20, man. Ryzen. Yeah. New Year's Eve.
1: Japan. New Year's Eve, man. It was quite the... It, it, yeah. Like, we well, mentioned... Can... Like, don't, don't let the fact that this card did poorly, ratings-wise, fool you. It was the typical, entertaining rising affair.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, This was $20 well spent for me. Uh, I... Bought the pay-per-view. Unfortunately, couldn't watch it in real time because I was at. I had to work. But um, nah, this was twenty dollars well spent. I, I enjoyed this uh, very much. So we'll just jump right into it, man. Rising twenty uh, headliner main event: Manel Kate versus Kai Asakura. Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna let you kick this one off because you you said the last time we spoke that you had strong feelings <laughs> about this fight.
1: I can't. I'm, I'm gonna let you. They all you start and begin with "I can't believe Horiguchi died for this," <laughs> um, and I, I shouldn't say "died." I should say "sacrificed." So I didn't know this until I was on Twitter earlier today. Um, but I'm I'm am i I'm a find the homeboy's name, um, Karyev underscore fan, um, over there on, uh, on Twitter. Um, Jay, kickboxing fan. Um, met uh, he 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 speaks Japanese, so he's able to translate a bunch of stuff, and we'll get to that in a little bit because he's he's actually one of the people who was quoted for the Sohi Ham story. Um, mm-hmm. but the thing that's uh, he mentioned earlier today was Horiguchi has been having knee problems all year, and they've been going back to before the. Darian Caldwell fight and Ryzen knew this but because Ryzen has so few actual stars they kinda pushed Horiguchi to fight anyway Mm. so Horiguchi was not at his best for potentially either one of the Darian Caldwell fights or the fight with Kai Asakura So, I'm mad. Ew, what's to say about
0: Caldwell? Mad nah, Wolf, you know what? Don't don't, don't, don't mind. <laughs>
1: it, it says that if he had fought <laughs> any more, with it, if he had taken any risk, he, they probably would have t- paid off. To be honest with you. Um.
0: Oh, I mean, I guess it.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh no, because Horaguchi fought. He fought Cape already, didn't he?
1: Yes, he beat Cape. Uh,
0: yeah, never mind. Never mind. Hey man, it's MMA sacrifices. Just MMA gods, man. They be out here. Just <laughs> they be out here just wilding out. Um, how'd you feel about the fight though? All the, all the other side, uh.
1: Um, it was a very good performance from Cape. Like he fought a really smart fight um for um to fight like Asakura, like continually got underneath him. Um not like in the wrestling sense, but in the sense of like he had like all the leverage. Um and would like go he would step really deep to Asakura's like power side to line up his shots and Asakura does not move his head and backs up in straight lines um so what ends up happening is Cape gets like dugs down uh looks like he's going to go for uh like a takedown or something Asakura goes to like stands straight up looking to defend and gets blasted with overhand right and put on the ground and it's all cape had to do was uh follow up with the ground and pound and he was able to get him out of there it was really smart fight from cape yeah it it
0: it felt like to me from jump it was like bro cape he like he was hungry for this like he it like he'd been thinking about this fight all night like he was he was ready to just let loose um and really like mixing it up well i think he he threw like a spinning back fist. he was Throwing shots and then like ducking in for takedowns, being really aggressive, getting inside really well, countering really well. I'm not going to say I saw Asakura, like thought he would get knocked out, but it seemed like the longer the fight went on, even though it only went two rounds, it was just like, I feel like Cape is the one who's really pushing for this. And Asakura is just kind of, he's just kind of there, but he's not really... I don't say not offering resistance, but uh, it just felt like to me one guy clearly was just
1: one guy came prepared for the yeah. other guy's game. Um, yeah,
0: and Asakura was not wasn't ready. Yeah, like, I don't wasn't ready for the smoke. <laughs> he was not ready for the smoke. Like
1: I I, I knew he was in trouble when uh, Cape landed that head kick in the first round
0: hmm.
1: because it was like oh this guy's standing straight up in the air. I'm gonna take this angle and throw this head kick and he went like the way like it was just like, oh okay. He hasn't figured out. It's only a matter of time.
0: And I don't even remember Asakura like didn't get like a whole lot of I mean they 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 exchanged, but I don't know, it just seemed like Cape was just faster, hits connect a little harder. I don't know, yeah. I feel like this Asakura never really got it. Going like he was never really able to just kick in the gear. Yeah, and,
1: uh Cape and was
0: just Cape was just in his face like the entire time. Yeah He had
1: zero control of this fight. Um.
0: Yeah. Not a. Yeah. It's, it's some, not. A, it's not a lot to break down. Like, Cape, came out ready. The yeah. Dude was clearly ready for the moment. Um. Yeah. Put,
1: uh, impressive one. Imp- impressive one. Um.
0: Yeah.
1: Big. Uh, continuation of the year, or, like, the run for, um... Oh, well, he's Portuguese. I not know
0: that. Okay. Yeah. I do not know either.
1: I have no idea why. I thought... You know, I'm probably confusing him with, um... What's his face? I oh, forget it. Doesn't matter. Oh, was weird but...
0: that they... I don't know, maybe it was just like shocking headlines, but they were calling this like an upset. I didn't think this was an upset.
1: Well, I mean, it was an upset in the sense that Kai had just came off of knocking out, you know, Horiguchi and, uh, what's his face? Um, Oka. So it's like, oh, he's, he, he's, the, he, he's the guy now. Um, and Manel Cape is, you know, not. I mean, it's also like they fought once before. And uh, Asakura beat him. It was a split decision, but mm. like if you if you've asked who's had the better run since then, it's like yeah, it's been Asakura. Mm. So I I kind of get that, but like I like I, I'm like you, it's like it's probably not that big of an upset. Yeah.
0: i to say it's not like Cape is like a pushover. It's like, but no, nah, yeah, great great performance from Cape. Yeah, not not really just a whole lot to really break down. He got I think, Asakura out of there pretty quick. I
1: think it's really funny that. The two biggest upsets of this year were Kaisakura over Gucci and Andy Ruiz over Anthony Joshua. And then they both ended up losing at the end of the year.
0: <laughs> hey man.
1: In pretty one sided <laughs> fashion.
0: Hey. One one minute you're on top of the world. Next minute, you know. <laughs> next minute life, life happens fast. Uh but shout outs to Manil Cape, man. Now the uh rising Bantamweight champion. Definitely well deserved. Congrats, congrats, congrats. Speaking of uh life happening fast and getting uh knocked down, beat up, uh Tension Asakawa versus uh Rui Ibada. Whoosh. Um <laughs> Just. So I uh before this fight I went to do my homework on Ibada, cuz I wasn't uh didn't wasn't really too sure of him didn't know who he was. Had to go go do my Googles. So, went over and uh went over to YouTube land, did my my searches, found some Reid Bodify fights. I was like, "Oh, this guy's really really kind of hard nosed really gritty. His fights are really fun." But like he's pretty he's a, he's a solid sturdy dude. So this should make for a pretty not, not saying he's gonna beat tension, but it should be a fun fight. This should this should be a, a fun a fun fight. And uh tension um made him look very what's the word pedestrian. Um
1: made him look <laughs> like he didn't really deserve to be in there with him.
0: Yeah, like you saw that there were there are levels to this intention, and like like I said, if you guys haven't listened to our uh, pound for pound list, I <laughs> I moved tension up some spots because of this fight. Like <laughs> call it recency bias, call it whatever you want, bro. This man is incredible. Um, he just kind of went out there and just. He did tension things like he, bro. Like after he knocked Ibata down, I want to say I think it was for the second time. Ibata gets up, and the first thing tension does is like a three sixty like spin movie kick. Like, <laughs> like that's the first thing he does coming off the knockdown, and it's like, bro, who does that? But he does it. And it just, it works because he's tensioned, and he can just, he can just kind of do it. Um, but he gets off, like, his techniques just so fast. Like, I, I can't remember what round. It might have been the first when he initially stunned him, but he caught Ibada with, like, a this, this front kick straight to the chin. Just happened, like, 0.2 seconds. Just front kick to the chin. Eat that. Have, have that. And it just, you, <laughs> you saw from, like, the very beginning. It's like, okay, this is, uh, this is probably going to get ugly really quick. And it did. Mm-hmm. Um, it got really ugly, really fast. Tension just kind of blitzed him and just, he just, he destroyed him. It, it's not really much to break down. He, he just absolutely, he just ran through him like he was nobody. Um, that that boy, he, he is a problem. <laughs> he is a major, major problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, my fair part is that um, he had kicked Ibada's mouth guard out of like you know, out of his mouth. The referee went to go pick it up, and I, I think Ibada was like trying to make time, so like a like a pause in the time, so like the ref could give him back his mouth guard. And Tensha was like, you know, fuck you. <laughs> and proceeds to just follow up, hit him with like a body kick, and with like a leg kick. And then there's like, like returning to exit. He go like he feints the kick, proceeds to turn into like a shifting left hand, and then knocks him out with a right hook. And he's just like, okay, you really can't lower your guard at all, because this man will knock you out. He's going to kill you. Every fight that is not tension versus Takaru that gets made for either one of these guys is just torture at yeah, this we're point. Wasting
0: at, yeah, we're wasting time. <laughs> we're wasting time. And the only other acceptable is if he fights ra Tank again. And I'm not going to lie, that made me think. How good is Ra-Tang? Because that fight was really, really, really
1: close. I mean, Ra-Tang's damn good. Yeah. Um, because But he's also in one. Sense.
0: Yeah, so yeah, we probably won't won't get that again. But that just made me think of how good Raw Tang has to be. That tension, pretty much from what I've seen, just obliterates damn near everybody. But him and Raw Tang had to go to the he, he had he had to dig extra for that one. He had he had to dig real extra. But nah, man, tension. Uh, boy, he made he made uh, Ibata kind of look like a nobody. But um amazing fighter man amazing performance got him out of there real quick within one round shout out to Tenshin Nasukawa hopefully in 2020 Tenshin Takaru but
1: no that's not happening this year like probably, I'm
0: sorry <laughs> we can dream
1: until Ryzen but... crashes and burns or K1 changes their contract situation they, these two are destined to not meet maybe three years from now because I think that's when Tension or Takaru's contract is up.
0: Hopefully, the Earth hasn't been burned to death by then. God, but Tension Asukawa, Uh TKO three knockdowns. <laughs> if we didn't mention that over Rui Ibata, just absolutely just just demolished the man.
1: I mean, it was three um, knockdowns, but it probably should have stopped at the first one you were being nice. I'll give, the,
0: I, I, I'll give him to the second. I'll give him to the second. The third one we didn't need is he didn't need to catch the spinning tornado kick. <laughs> and everything else that like proceeded after he, he didn't need that. But uh nah man, t- tension going to tension. Um next fight, another awesome fight. Um Sohi Ham versus Ayaka Hamasaki. I forgot this Adam Wade, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I want to say, yeah, Adam Wade title fight. Um, this was hard because, like, I really am fans of both of them. So, I I didn't, you know, it's kind of one of those fights I don't really want to see anybody lose, but, you know, somebody, somebody has to take the L. But, no, this was really fun to watch. Um, but right from the gate, I was like, oh, Hamasaki with the hands. Like, they come out trading and Hamasaki's landing some, some pretty... Good shots off the gate. I'm like, oh, okay. We got a we got to fight fight like <laughs> We 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 scrapping like Hamasaki was throwing some pretty decent hands She had a, a decent little jab going They they were trading back and forth in the first a lot a lot of action going on. I'm like, all right. This is this is amazing um So a lot of a lot of stand up in the first round the second round to me is crazy because Pretty much the entire round was Sohi Ham going for like a, a triangle attempt. Yeah. Like the entire round was a triangle attempt. Her on the bottom, throwing up for the triangle and then like throwing the elbows from the bottom. That was literally the entire round. And I'm like, bro, I know your legs gotta be. I mean, she did a little limp <laughs> like when she got back up and the round was over. Those first two steps were a little shaky. I was like, bro, your legs have to be tired. Cause you've been squeezing for five minutes straight, just trying to get this triangle in. Um, so that was wild to see for the second round, uh, and then the third round, they they both kind of had their moments. Um, Hamasaki did end up getting like a takedown, kind of had Sohi Haman, kind of like this little headlock situation. Um, it ended up being a split decision. I'm, I'm not gonna argue because it, it was a really was a really close fight. Um so did bust Hamasaki up pretty good. Um I, I probably wouldn't have argued either way. Um even if it would have went the other way, I, I wouldn't have argued. It was a really close fight, but Sokiom I I would say probably inflicted more damage. So I I guess on that front I could see why she got the win. And to keep in mind for the listeners, uh Ryzen doesn't uh judge fights uh, round by round. It's kind of a you judge the fight in totality, so it's not like a round by round breakdown. Um, but nah, this was a really really fun fight, man. I really really enjoyed this. I was, I was when Hamasaki came out throwing hands, I knew I was about to be in for a good time. Well,
1: she I, is I a experience. she is a very good boxer. Um, you know, she obviously because um uh, her background with what you call it uh you know judo and fighting out of the same gym that Megumi Fuji fell out of um A C C. Um, you know, she gets kind of, like, pigeonholed as, like, a grappler, but she's got a great jab. Like, that, that was the thing that, like, stood out to me in that first round, where she was just, like, tagging, so, yeah, I'm with that jab every time, so, yeah, I'm to come in to uh, close distance. So, yeah, I don't have a whole bunch to add to that. Um, I am kind of curious if this was, like, a three, if this was, like, scored like a three-round fight like this here in the states would you think hamasaki would have won the fight
0: probably because she ended that round with that takedown
1: like she spent like half the third round on like in that scarfold position
0: yeah (laughs) that that probably would have swayed that would have swayed the judges because by the time Sohi Ham finally got back up like it wasn't like it wasn't that much time left in the round for her to really do anything crazy so yeah, hey, I think had that been just like a three rounder, Hamasaki probably would have got the nod. Also, this could be me, cause I, I, I didn't really think of this until I watched this card. Does Ryzen not do five round fights?
1: I don't believe so. I'm trying to think, cause most of the, they don't do five rounds for like the tournament fights. Um, yeah,
0: main event wasn't five.
1: Was the Caldwell fight five? The or Gucci fight.
0: Oh, that was that was five But what was that because of Bella?
1: Well, no, because that wasn't for the Bellator title. Mm. I don't
0: know how do not know that works? That's weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, the rules in Bella uh, and Ryzen tend to just be like, or Rising and Pride, and kind of it's just like, what's gonna make the most entertaining fight. So okay, it I'm, doesn't I'm surprise it. me. It does not <laughs> surprise me. Oh wait, it's been the rules. I just re- okay. I just remembered like Caldwell tapped in that first fight.
0: So oh yeah, so we did, we wouldn't even yeah.
1: So like I don't even know that fight would have been. Five I have to rounds. go. I have
0: to go back and look. Yeah, I cannot remember if any if rising fights do go five rounds or not. Because
1: I know they've done the um the sprint round right, like the ten minute round. That was something they did.
0: Yeah, that was a thing. I'm not going to lie, though. I I kind of like Ryzen's, like, rule set. I feel like things, well, I say this is somebody who doesn't watch in real time because I know those intermissions are brutal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> those, those intermissions are killer. But take that aside, I feel like they're paced really well. Like, everything just kind of, re-watching this didn't really feel like a task. Like, everything just kind of rolled on along. Every, everything was moving along pretty well. Um I might I'm to go back and look about that five round thing. That actually is
1: I don't uh, think they've what? ever done one.
0: Yeah, that might not be a thing. I and then I don't really mind it to be honest. Yeah. Three rounds, man, get get done what you need to get done. Make it count. No 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 rounds off.
1: I mean I, the other title find this card sure as crap didn't go five rounds. But we'll get to that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Moving down the list uh a fight that i watched and i'll be honest i don't really remember even though i think i just watched this probably about an hour ago (laughs) uh makuru asakura versus john tashira
1: yeah so like asakura has like a, a a few of the similar problems that his brother has uh kai i used to think they're brothers yeah i'm gonna keep calling them brothers um like they have a lot of similar issues like, they both stand up, and they both retreat in straight lines. But, Makapa is not somebody who's going to exploit that. He, like, he will kick your legs out from underneath you, but, like, it's not a particularly good at closing distance. So, Asakura was able to pick him off any time he started swinging. Um, <coughs> and he, he was able to do, to do it backwards because Makapa is so much shorter than him. So, like, there was just more distance from the close. And, uh... But he did a good job kicking out his legs, but it wasn't enough. Um, Asakura just landed more of the in those like big wild exchanges and like rocked him a few times. So um, Asakura was just able to pick up the unanimous know, decision. Had um, him hurt really bad at some points, um, if I remember right. Um, yeah, him um, and his brother, like they're two. They have an interesting story to them. Like, uh if I'm remembering right, they're, like, street fighters who turned into, like, actual fighters, like, in the same vein that like, Jorge Masvidal did. Mm. Yeah, so. I mean, there's another guy in this card who's exactly like that, but he's not as good, so. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> boy. But uh yeah, Asakura got the unanimous decision over John Teshera. Uh moving down, a rematch. Reina Kubota versus Lindsey Van Zant. Uh the first time these two ladies fought was in the Bellator cage. Uh Lindsay got Raina out of there pretty quick. Uh I was hurt, my feelings were hurt. And I thought this fight was about to hurt me too. <laughs> I, 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 I was I was nervous at some parts. Um Van Zant did get Raina down, kind of like she did in the first time they fought. I was like, oh boy, here we go again. This is going to be one of these again. Um, But nah, um, man, I I really wish I remembered like a ton. I'm sorry, my mind is so blown right now. We've recorded a lot this weekend, so a lot of this is a fog. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to remember everything. But um, no, I remember there being a lot of. You know Lindsey was getting takedowns, there were ground exchanges. Um I want to say I, th- I thought Lindsay threatened with some kind of submission, no, I do remember
1: she, what it was. She she had her um in what was it the, the triangle? Yeah. Like a high
0: second or something. Cause I just remember watching I was like, "Oh god, Ren about to happen again." Like <laughs> it's about, about to be just a flashback. Um But yeah, cuz she got Raina down like a number of times in this fight. But it was something in that third round where Rana was able to fend off a lot of the takedowns, and um, it kind of looked like I guess she was finally like getting her getting her getting her feet under her a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, shout outs to well, shout, shout, out to, shout outs to her. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the corner yeah. for uh, getting her out of there because uh,
1: she, yeah, Rain- she she does not need to go through the last thirty seconds of that fight.
0: Yeah, she was pretty much in a spot where it's like you you're just kinda getting pummeled and <laughs> there was like there was no way out. Like it, if you stay in this position you're just gonna keep getting hit over and over and over and it's kinda like, all right, yeah, you could go out on your shield but You're getting beat up like kind of bad. And it's just you, it's just that position and that spot it's just like you can't really get out of that kind of kind of stuck uh, Wish which more corner with uh cornermen would do that but you know go out on the shield hoorah whatever <laughs> but nah props to Rana, man got through some adversity got through some takedowns had to overcome some, some submission attempts and uh ended up getting Lindsay out of there
1: yeah i, I, I do got nothing to add to that um happy for Rana because like that loss to um, to Bintan, like she, it sounded like she was not coming back. Um, like she was like, I don't think is for me. Like, but really sad, like, and like, sorry guys, I'm sorry to let you all down, blah blah blah, and like she did, she did not sound like she was um uh, she was gonna come back to MMA. Um, so I'm happy she was able to get the winner. Like, she's still super young in her. MMA career, um, she's, like, what, 29? Uh, she's, like, 20, yeah, she's only 28 overall, and, like, she's only been fighting, well, I guess it's been since rising form, so, it's, like, 2016, so it's been just over three years, so. we still got plenty of time to oh. develop.
0: And shout-outs to the, um, <laughs> bro, that, um, there was a point where, um, uh, Lindsay had like top position
1: mm-hmm. and for
0: reyna just muscled her mm-hmm. and just like like she hit the the uh uh it was like a derrick lewis thing like no nah, i'm you you got to get off me bro like straight muscled Lindsay and just completely reversed the position and it was at that moment i was like all right this fight might she might be okay <laughs> she might be all right that was that was awesome um, so yeah, shout out to Rana. Got the uh, win via uh, TKO, uh, TKO uh, via corner stoppage. All right, <laughs> this wasn't the main event, but a fight that I think a lot of us were looking forward to. Uh,
1: Especially after, well, should we talk about the semifinal fights first? Because yeah, are... yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 because they technically happened first,
1: and it just makes sense to you know do them in order a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, at least this bit. So first would be uh, Tafik Musayev versus uh, UFC veteran Johnny Case. Um, this one did not last very long. Did not uh-uh. escape the first round. Um, uh-uh. Musayev kind of uh, who, who was it the punch that put? What was the first punch that put him away? Because I know the left hook was the one that put him like down, but I don't remember. Um, what was the the sequence that just made Johnny Case hurt? I forgot. I
0: don't know he oh, it was right that right overhand
1: now. right? It was the overhand right that sent him like spinning into the corner, um, and then he tagged him with a left hook as he was trying to escape on the ropes, and he ran backwards back into the corner, and Musayev just pounces on him and starts beating on him until the rough gets in the way and calls the fight off. Really impressive win from Musaiv. Um Johnny Cage is a good win, like a really, really good one. Um, yeah, he, like uh, there's not a whole like bunch of technically to break down here so much as was hits really freaking hard. Because like, that fuck, yeah. yeah, that left hook that he landed did not look like it was um, deadly, but yeah, Johnny Case shook
0: so that's that's how he kicked off the card. Yeah. And then the follow up <laughs> Patricky Pitbull versus uh Luis Gustavo. Um this this is a fight that'll make you realise that Patrick and will probably be the same for Patricio. Those dudes are made for Ryzen, man. Like mm-hmm. Ryzen is just like tailor fit for just the way both of the Pitbull brothers fight. And I feel like this fight pretty much put that on display. Uh, also, much like, uh, the Messiah fight, actually even quicker, this fight did not <laughs> last long at all, in fact, uh, Pitbull got Gustavo out of there in under 30 seconds, um, bro, he hit, uh, Gustavo with, like, a right hand followed by a soccer kick, and that's not fair, like, <laughs> 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 that is... <laughs> From Patricky Pitbull, that is a a violent... That's like a death combination. Like, a right hand followed by a soccer kick. Like, (laughs) it looks like it should just be illegal. Like, dude...
1: No, it should be required.
0: (laughs) It is. He he was just wailing on Gustavo. And then when he hit him with the soccer kick, I was like, bro, that is... Rough, you, you should have saved that man before that. He, he didn't even need the soccer kick. Once like, it once it was <laughs> to
1: the ground, he should have been like, "You're gonna
0: die." Yeah, yeah, he should have stopped Yeah, just called it off because that was that was brutal. So that's how we kicked the card off. Um, and those were the semifinals. So these two met in the finals. uh Tafik Masayev and patriky Pitbull, and uh, it was an interesting fight. Um. We had some violent moments. We had people flying out the ring. Uh <laughs> it was it was uh, a lot going on. Um Messiah was a dog, man. He's a It's a wild man. Like not a lot of people It's not really a smart idea to like getting into like full-blown striking exchanges with either Pitbull brother it's just not a good idea. Like most of the time, it's probably not going to end well for you. Yeah,
1: like yeah. If if you are, don't freaking get wild with it. Like, don't don't try to throw a step in. Like I don't even know what he was trying to go. Was it a was it a knee? I
0: don't know. <laughs> but he just Messiah said, "Yo, whatever. <laughs> we we about to throw hands, and and throw hands they did. I mean, it it was an awesome fight. Like they both at I think I'm pretty sure they both rocked each other. Like Patriki stunned him, Masayev stunned him, like they they both they both caught each other with some good shots. But I think this fight kinda just came down to, you know, I said it once, say it a thousand times, man, pays to be a little well rounded. He he was able Messiah was able to get some of these takedowns in and I feel like that ultimately was pretty much the difference in how this fight uh ended up going he just kind of had that one extra extra tool in the box um even though he did throw uh, <laughs> pit bull out the ring but you know they were having just these violent exchanges on the feet but then musayev would just be able to get patricky down and just kind of work him on the ground and blooded him up they both they both both ate some pretty hard shots but just musayev being able to get him down i think it was just the that was the biggest difference
1: Probably didn't help that, you know, he, threw, he didn't throw him out the ring, but, uh... You know, that that kind of changed the tenor of the fight. Um, Musayev pushing... or Pitbull trying to escape um, Musayev taking his back, and then running out the ring, and Musayev kind of shoving him. Apparently he hurt his shoulder.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I read an article that... Uh... I want to say during, like, round two, apparently he broke something. Like, he was he broke well, busted up. He,
1: apparently he broke his fur, his hand in, like, the first round, like, as, as in the tournament. Like, as a, he broke his hand on Gustavo's face mm. and then proceeded to, like, hurt his shoulder when he fell out of the ring.
0: All right, so we got to get these two back fighting again at 100%. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, who wouldn't want to see it, you know?
0: Yeah, just just throw him back onto whatever the next rising. well, you probably gotta heal up, but you know.
1: And yeah. It,
0: let let these let these two run this back. He seems like a dude who
1: heals up pretty quick. Yeah. I and mean, you don't you don't go you don't make it to thirty fights at fighting the way he does and you know, you made it a tissue paper.
0: Right. <laughs> that man is all all violence all the time. Um, but not messiah but I I was watching the fight like, dude, you are crazy. Like you're out here with, a, with just out here, just willy nilly striking with Patricky, like it's like it's the cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> we're just gonna exchange bombs and maybe I'll live through this. Like, right, bro, you are living on the edge, my guy. Right.
1: It, to be but, young uh, and freaking uh, fighting for the title, man, gotta have that confidence. I'm
0: right. hey, I mad. I mean, won you the tournament, so hey, what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> Went in there, you got it, uh, you got it done. But did he get
1: Nathan Schultz
0: money? Nah,
1: see, see. Nathan Schultz money, I should say. Nah,
0: Schultz man, the goat, <laughs> the goat, the payday, payday goat. But um, nah, awesome fight between Masai and uh, Patriki. Um, one of those fights that makes you. This is one of those fights that made me wish, like, man, I, I would love to see cross promotions more, like. These are the kind of the, the fun matchups that we're kind of missing out on because we don't get, like, a lot of cross-promotion.
1: Well, Ryzen did cross-promotion with Bellator, uh, you know, for this card and for the Bellator Japan card with Fedor and uh, Rampage. And if uh, Ryzen plans to come to North America in 2020, they're going to need a partner, I think, and, uh, you yeah. I'm sure Bellator will be more than happy to uh, accommodate them. Uh, Sakaki, oh my God, Sakaki Barra and uh, Coker have a good working relationship. So,
0: yeah, we need more of this. We need more of this. A lot of violence being left on the table. We need need everybody fighting everybody.
1: Well, you you know the fight I want to see. uh is the uh is a 205 unification fight mm. see how i segue the Sore next fight
0: yeah yeah it's coming <laughs>
1: yeah. so CB always shouldn't be allowed to fight anymore like that that man's last couple of years have been hard ever since like that incident in the elevator and then like getting knocked out by Hector lumbar after the bell stopped. And then mm-hmm. literally everything else, after besides that, um, you know, just uh, just been there's been a lot of violence inflicted on this man as of late, and this did not help. He fought uh, rising light heavyweight champion Jerry Prochaska, um, and Prochaska proceeded to make quick work of work of him, you, uh, showing well, him. Hold
0: the- up, I'm- I'm gonna give CB a little props. He started off okay. Those leg kicks were working.
1: Mm, Where are they?
0: About all these. Man, were, they we were doing alright. we doing alright. <laughs> he landed a couple of good. It was a couple of solid leg kicks. I mean, that was all he did, but it was, you know, yeah, it was something. It was uh, something up until the uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So th- uh shows CB Dawey the uppercut. Dawey starts to piv- uh starts to try to pivot out. And um, he gets dropped with a le- uh, left hook. That he—he's he, he, dead. he he he's turns, dead. His, turns uh, his body around. Yeah, no, like. he—he's <laughs> gone. He—he's no longer with us. May flights of angels carry you to your whatever. Um, yeah. Poor C B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: When when you catch a left hook and your body does like a, a three sixty. Well, not not a full 360. Well,
1: like it got launched, and it got launched in a way that doesn't make sense to me. Like, in it, like I I need the physics chart for this one, right? Because <laughs> his body accelerated towards the ground. Yeah. Like gravity was working extra hard on him. Yes, <laughs>
0: and it happened so fast. One punch. One punch, man.
1: Yeah, so uh, let's get that Ryan Bader fight. Let's do it. There can only let's be one true heavyweight champion that is in John Jones. Yeah. Bader ain't ready for that left foot. Bader, Bader's about to come out here and be like, okay, we're doing five-round fights, and you're going to get all five rounds of this this grappling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll see. Shout-out to Jerry, though, man. That was a... Uh... That the nasty finish.
1: I kind a nasty I, I, left. Uh, so, I, actually, before we move on, I just wanted to... Oh, crap. We forgot to talk about Sohee Han. Uh, about the, oh, yeah. uh, the thing. But Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Like, I, I kind of feel for um, Prochaska a little bit. Like, he fought King Mo earlier this year. That was his first fight twenty nineteen. 2019. Um, and we all know King Mo is past it. But that was... In all fairness, that was Prochaska getting revenge for an earlier loss in his career. But then he fights Fabio Maldonado and C.B. Dalloway. And, like, neither one of these guys are good opponents. Like, this dude's in his prime. Like, he is clicking on all cylinders. Like, you kind of hope that they can find somebody who um, they can put in front of him who will be, um, you know, good and interesting and test how good he actually is. Um, but this was actually his last fight on his Ryzen contract. Mm. Yeah, so he is now technically a free agent, and he's be he has a deal, he has an offer from the UFC, apparently. Um, he's being, and it's apparently a very good deal, um, from what I heard. Um, they really want him. But, um, he's also being, you know, he, he, uh, from what I read, he was leaning towards re-signing with Ryzen, because that means he could also fight for Bellator. I don't know. Um, you know, um, this way he can probably be more active if he, where the sign will rise and like, you know, in split time at Bellator and if they could work KS, KSW into the equation. Make hmm. could fight for like three promotions. Never really sit on the bench that long. We'll
0: right. see. No, jury though, man. Out here, nonetheless, putting people to sleep. Right. Uh, oh, this next guy didn't get put to sleep, but he did get... uh. He did get tapped he to sleep. Face. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> we've never really talked about the the Shemitavs on this podcast. We've probably mentioned them in passing as having, like, I don't know, lost a fight or something. But, um, the Shemitavs are two dudes who, uh... Basically, who launched like a Twitter campaign or something, or or not, or something, they launched a Twitter campaign so that they could fight for, um, that they could fight for Ryzen. And they are Russian can crushers. And by that I mean, like, they've never beaten anybody with a winning, a good winning record who wasn't like a can crusher themselves. Like, um, hold up, hold up. Like, it, it, like, none of the dudes they actually lost to have actually gone on to, like, do stuff. That's the other thing. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. Magomed Magomedov. But not the one you're thinking of. That was a di- it was a different one.
0: Nah. <laughs> I am about to say, I hope not, because that's a completely different weight class. Yeah.
1: Um, and that was all the way back in 2001. But, like, one of the dudes on his resume is, like, 55 and 87. Or... I'm sorry, it was Shannon Rich. Um he is fifty-five and eighty-two. Um you know. So like these guys got in basically because the strength of their Twitter campaign was hilarious. It was kinda like um you remember Charlie Z?
0: Uh oh yes, yes I do. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: I do. Or 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 um, like Sean Obasi. Um for those um, Wing Chun aficionados, um, it was kind of like a it was kind of like a funny version of that, where like you're kind of rooting for them because like they're so like genuine about it, and like their promo videos are them like they're, they're from like Siberia, and their promo like is them like running in like the woods. And, like, snow is falling from the trees, and they're, like, shadow boxing. And, like... Gotta go for the dramatics. And and then they're, like, shirtless all of a sudden, and then they're, like, hitting pads in the snow. <laughs> it's hilarious, because they look like if you were to walk into, like, any bar in, like, Russia, and, like, pick, the like, the, the loudest, most drunkest dude in the bar, he'd look like that. He'd he look like a g brother. But um, I, I mean, you can't knock it. It, it. it worked. They got into the like, they got into Ryzen. It worked.
0: Hey. <laughs> yeah. All you gotta do is make it to. All you gotta do is make it to the show. Well, I mean, you you want to show up at the show, but
1: they, they,
0: they did. I feel like they did the hardest part. The hardest part was getting there. Yeah, they got they, they got there.
1: They got there, and it was, it was like I'm I'm happy for them. They got what they wanted. Um, it did not work out for them. Or, or in this case, it didn't work out for Fatali. Um, he fought, um, some, uh, I guess Simon Be Is that how you pronounce his name?
0: Yeah.
1: Thank um, you. fighter fighting out of Cameroon. Um, and like every other human being I've ever seen come out of Cameroon, he is a goddamn giant. Wait, uh, he's 6'6", uh, 202 pounds, um
0: very very sturdy very st- <laughs>
1: very sturdy sturdy in the sense that he is built sturdy not so much in like the mma sense because like shemitov was actually getting off on him on the feet
0: yeah beyond beyond striking isn't uh
1: which is hilarious because he fights for a gym called x1 boxing Genova. Mm-hmm. yeah he, 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 he won he, boxing he, a lot <laughs> he does fight out in italy um I don't know what that means in terms of like striking or whatever, but, you know, but that he he is not, he, he right now his skill set is big, Um, but that was enough to carry him to victory here because he just took Shemitov down and beat the shit out of him from out until Shemitov yeah. was <laughs> Like him.
0: Shematov's face was just all bloodied and just. Yeah, it was it was a it was a nasty sight. It got it got ugly pretty pretty quick when he got him down. Yeah,
1: yeah. But um,
0: I want to say I can't remember. I think they said on commentary. I don't think he's been fighting for that long.
1: Ah, uh, be Yeah, he has been fighting since twenty seventeen. Yeah. So you know, he's still new.
0: Yeah, still still getting his feet
1: wet. He's my heavyweight, man. It'll he, be ten years before he's good. He's getting get knocked. <laughs> he's getting get knocked out like thirty times before then. It's
0: yeah. fine, and even ten years from now, he'll still be a uh, twenty-one in light heavyweight years. So he'll be he'll be all right. yeah, He'll
1: be thirty-eight.
0: Yeah. I have, a, you know, thirty-eight, two fights away from a title shot.
1: Yeah, that's, that that is when he'll, Glover got his title shot. Uh, yeah, he'll be all right.
0: He'll be <laughs> fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. He'll be yeah, he'll be fine. Um. Uh, so yeah, Biong, uh got a uh, got got, got Shemitov out of there. Uh, via TKO in the second round. Uh, moving on, uh, Hiramosa oki uh, Ogikubo versus Shintaro uh, Ishiwatari. Um,
1: you're gonna. Have, oh, oh, sorry, you're you're gonna have to talk about this one for me because this is actually one of the two or three fights I didn't say on this card.
0: It was fun. It was a nice kind of just. It was just one of those really scrappy <laughs> like. It was one of those. It was a really just scrappy fight. Um,
1: I did see people, particularly those who live in Japan, complain that um, this was not broadcast on the um, on television. They got like mm. five minutes of the fight, but they did they chose to do a replay of Kai Asakura versus Kyoji Horiguchi instead during this time slot.
0: Oh, that's trash. Yep, that
1: sucked.
0: Because this was actually a pretty. This was actually like a pretty entertaining fight. Oh, that that sucks if they did miss that. That's that's not cool. Um not a, a ton to break down. It was a pretty uh a pretty just scrappy fight. Um I think uh Ogikubo did a good job of kinda just being able to kinda get inside and just make things really excuse me. Really just kinda dirty, really kinda grimy. Um he kept a pretty high pace throughout the whole fight, but he did a good job of uh, pressure issue with Tari, but they, it was, there was some back and forth moments. It was just a really just kind of fun, just scrappy fight. But I think Ogikubo just overall probably just had better pressure, dealt a little, uh, dealt a little more damage and I think had a better just kind of overall performance. But it was a really fun fight, man. They, they, they were definitely slugging back and forth. It was, ah, that sucks. That they really didn't get to see this because is this probably honestly one of the better fights on the card. Like they they really did go out there and put on a really good, really good show. Yeah. Like, well, and Why we got we don't need to see Core Gucci getting knocked out. You,
1: you, sure you got built. build got the hype for that main event, though. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's not like it is a seven hour show. Yeah. With with, a, <laughs> with an hour intermission, we got to squeeze it in.
0: That is that is trash but um no nah, that sucks yeah it was a it was an awesome fight um ended up being a uh, uh a split decision uh it was a close fight but i i agreed uh i went back and watched this uh fight twice um i do agree i th- i think the right gentleman won uh i believe Ogikubo deserved the win but uh really fun just really just a fun scrap uh between both so uh Hiromosa, Ogikubo. i'm actually rewatching watching now Land a lot of takedowns too. <laughs> he was really just like really getting in there, just making this a really just dirty, grimy fight. But, um, yeah, Uri Kubo got the uh, split decision win over uh, Ishiwatari. Uh, this next fight, we don't really need to spend a whole lot of time on this <laughs> Jake, <laughs> Jake, uh, Hyun versus, uh, or Hyun, I don't know how to say his last name, versus Satoshi Ishii. Jake came down with the elaborate intro. Uh, very lively. Fight didn't last that long, man. He threw some right hands, some uppercuts. He put hands on Satoshi Ishii. He knocked him out, got him out of
1: there. Yeah. yeah. Ishii's <laughs> just not made for MMA. Like, I, I mean, this has been obvious for a while now, but he's just not the level of athlete, and he's just not like durable enough to be doing this. It kind of sucks because like he, it seems like he really wants to be good at it. Like he's training with all the right people and everything, but mm-hmm, just not. It was just not meant to be.
0: Hey, man, it, uh.
1: That elusive Japanese heavyweight will have to wait for another day. Yeah,
0: it'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that. But moving on to somebody who it did work out for, um. I'm really still mad that, uh, uh, <laughs> that apology has his name listed as Patchy Mix is really bugging me. <laughs>
1: like, is that his nickname or something?
0: I don't know, but I don't like it. Well, you know, if it's a nickname, I can't say I don't like it, but it's just... I mean,
1: that's what weird. he calls himself on Twitter.
0: Oh, Patchy? Yeah. Okay. My bad, Patchy.
1: I mean, his name is Patrick. Yeah. It, it, like it's legit Patrick. I, I like I'm assuming Patchy's just like his like his nickname and Yeah no, maybe it's like a stage name.
0: It could be. It could be. It's
1: like I don't wanna be but, Patrick, I'm to be Patchy.
0: Right. <laughs> but uh nah man. Uh has got something good with him, man. Um Dude is solid, man. Um I, get, I, if, I if you like Oh Oh god. go god. I was gonna say, this, this fight is for those, uh, if you enjoy, uh, just grappling exchanges, this this is the fight for you. Um, lots of fun, or I say lots, the fight didn't really last all but, like, a minute or so. <laughs> like, there was a takedown, uh, of oh, I forgot, I didn't even mention, uh, Patrick Mix, uh, versus Yuki Motoya. Um, there was a takedown, uh, mix was on top for a little bit motoya went up for threw up a leg for like an armbar slash like triangle they kind of wrestled around and just had like these little wild exchanges of i'm gonna twist this way and i'm gonna twist the other way and i'm gonna reverse this and then uh motoya tried to push um mix back like towards the rope and kind of just left his neck out there and uh mix uh Got in the guillotine until Montoya's face like turned purple. Uh, that was it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I, I haven't been paying too much attention to mix just because Bellator's bantamweight division <laughs> basically doesn't exist. I mean, they, they they treat it like it doesn't anyway. Um, but like he, he, like you said, he is something special. Like I get some strong like Charles Oliveira vibes from him. But, like, he, at this point, he's a more comfortable striker at 23 or 26 or whatever than a, per, this early in his career. Forget age. Like, at this point in his career, he's more comfortable striking than when Oliveira was at the similar point in his career. He's better at it. Um, I, I don't know if he'll turn out to be the same level of, like, you know, submission artist. But so far, so good. <coughs> Excuse me. He had three fights in twenty nineteen. Submitted all three of his opponents, including Ricky mendejas Um. Uh, he I don't remember the name of the guy he uh, submitted in his second fight in Bellator, but he hit him with the sleeve stretch. I Man, you know points for style. And then um, what what he did to Yuki Matoya Mato- Mato- He was like a very good fighter. Um, like he, he is going to be someone to watch out for next year, man. He, or this year. He's going to... Like... It, dude has, like, Bellator uh, family champion written all over him. And that title is now yeah. vacant. Darian Caldwell is... occupied. Koji Kir- Kir- is injured. Like, it, 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 it... Like, the path is clear.
0: Yeah. it's It's looking up for him. It's definitely looking up for him. So... Yeah, definitely somebody to keep an eye on next year, man. That that kid's got, he's got a lot of potential. Yeah, he definitely got a lot of potential. I, I
1: hope they book him soon. Um,
0: I mean, he's not taking no damage. He's going in and
1: just <laughs> getting these dudes out of there quick.
0: Get, yeah, if he gets you down or grabs a hold of anything, it's it's pretty much over. Like, he's snagging a limb or a neck or something, and he's getting you out of there. Right
1: right? The belts we just signed, Matthew Lopez. Okay. Because I think Lopez got cut. Uh, I want to say I saw his name somewhere mentioned with Bellator, but it might have been just somebody suggesting that he signed with the, or they go after him or something. I could be wrong, but um, that'd be a fun fight if that's true. I don't know if he'd be at like 145 or 135. Sort of guy I saw it somewhere, but I guess not. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's next for him. They got Sergio Pettis. That fight kind of mm-hmm. seems kind of mean, but because he is significantly bigger than Sergio Pettis.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, Sergio was like a little kid out there next to him. But hey, man, sink a sink or swim with the sharks. No, uh, no, no easy out. Exactly, dude. Dude's five uh, eleven. and Knows how to use that like ranginess and length of his advantage when he's snatching your neck up or going for whatever submission he's, he's, he's trying to get off. But uh, now, shout out to Patrick Mix, and that uh, Patrick Mix, that kid is he, he's really good, man. He's really, really good. Uh, next fight kickboxing bout, make sure I get these names uh correct. Uh, Taiju Shiratori versus Taiga Kawabe. Um, I forgot. Taiju is Tension's teammate, right?
1: Is he?
0: I think so. Okay. I might just be throwing that out. I I, I feel like they're teammates.
1: Uh, I did not see this fight, so I do not know. But I get oh,
0: because Tension Tension was out here for this fight. Tempin' Jim, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thought yeah. so thought they were, yeah. So uh, Taiju was a uh, Tension's teammate. Um. Tiger, 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 tiger. Just cannot um, buy a win. Bro, like, I was watching this fight, and I was... <laughs> I was like... All right, I'll give Tiger th- this. I liked him the first round. um, He was landing some pretty good leg kicks. Like, they were, he he landed them in succession. He was pretty successful with them. And they were clearly, to me, looked like they were having an effect. Like, he had... He had that was, like, the one decent thing he had kind of good going for him. But other than that... And the thing is that the leg kicks at... They they worked until he just kind of stopped using them. And then I was just wondering, like, I don't know really what his game plan was to win this fight. Because if you look at, like, their frames, like, Tiger, kind of short, compact, kind of stocky. You look at Taiju, he's kind of a little taller, a little rangier, a little lankier. And you're just, you're looking at their frames and the way they fight. And it's kind of like, Tiger, like, if you're going to win this, you have to get in close you cannot exchange from range and think you're going to win because you can't can't land anything. Like, you might get a couple of these leg kicks, but you're not going to get into these hooks. He's, like, lunging in for these, like, overhand rights or overhand lefts, and he's not really hitting anything. And it's, like, I don't really know what his game plan was or what he thought was going to work. But he, he pretty much gave, like, Taiju the fight. Like, he just stayed at distance he tried to get inside but he didn't really do it in like a smart way he was just like I said outside of the leg kicks which were pretty good but once those kind of stopped becoming a thing he was just kind of just trying to lunge in and that wasn't really working and when they were at a distance Taiju Taiju was just able to just kind of touch him up and he got it really kind of turned up in the second round Taiju started touching him up with combinations he's getting off you know one two three uppercut and it's starting to look ugly. <laughs> and Tiger's still not really finding his way inside and it's like, Alright, bro, this, I don't know what you're doing, but it's, it's, this ain't it. And uh Tiger just kinda he, he pieced him up, man. I don't really have much else other way to put it. Cat fought a a pretty just smart, comfortable <laughs> fight on the outside, was able to kinda piece Tiger up and um caught him with a nasty knee at the end and uh, I think it, the fight ended up going to the end of the round. He caught, um, he caught Tiger with a nasty knee at the end of a combination and put a nasty cut, like, bro, like the skin from the top of his eye was just hanging off. Like, it, it was ugly. Um, and they ended up stopping the fight, I want to say, after the second round. But, um, no nah, man, uh, tai- Taiju looked good, though. I like the the combinations, um, I like the use of knees, because he he would throw a combination, like a one-two and an uppercut, and he would follow, like, in the combination with a knee. Um, he, lo- he looked pretty slick once he, like, kind of let his hands go and was just kind of really just flowing in there. Um, but, yeah, for Tiger, it was just kind of like, uh, yeah, just, <laughs> I don't really know what to tell you. Don't, uh, don't know what to tell you, but, um yeah, so, Taiju uh, Shiratori, Got the uh, win via TKO in the second round because of the cut. Uh, so congrats to him. Uh, so next fight. I guess we... Oh, this is the last fight of the card because we already covered the first two.
1: Yep, that's <laughs> another so fight I didn't one. get to see.
0: Yep,
1: but I can last visualize flight. it in my, in my brain because...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the last fight we will be covering. Uh, Miyu uh, Yamamoto... Uh, versus Suwan uh, Boonsorn, A.K.A. Uh, Amp the Rocket.
1: Fantastic um, fight name, by the way.
0: Yeah, that's a good uh, and I like that. Like when she fights, like they don't even use her real name. Like not nah, that's that's Amp the Rocket. I mean
1: that's a, that's a straight up Thai thing.
0: Right, <laughs> but it's it's dope though. I like that. Like I like looking at the bottom of the screen and it's like, nah, it's, it's Amp the Rocket, bro. That's that's what my name is. Um,
1: it's not it's, ca- it's kind of crazy how much her win over uh UFC fighter Luma Lubumbu, uh, has um has carried her because now she's fought Hamasaki and Miyu Yamamoto.
0: Hey, well, fortunately it didn't uh, <coughs> didn't lead to a win. Um, not really a whole lot to say in this fight, man. Miyu Yamamoto just able to get in close. Get takedowns. I
1: mean, amp is like four eleven. So
0: yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that 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 too. And albeit, cause y'all y'all motor like what forty forty something? uh like forty
1: five.
0: Yeah, but yeah, you look at you can look at the size difference, like the physique, and just kind of tell like.
1: Right, well, I was a former world champion wrestler. Also...
0: Like, bro, you just look...
1: Yeah, oh, go no, go ahead, go
0: ahead. I was just like, I'm just, like, I'm just, you just look at, like, the, like, muscle density and just, like, thickness, and it's like, bro, this almost doesn't look fair, like... Oh, I mean, it isn't. That's,
1: that's kind of <laughs> yeah. the
0: point. Yeah, like, Yamamoto just kind of was able to take her down and just kind of handle her, and it's like, well, oh, geez, like, you beating up on a, a little kid in, in terms of just, like, the size difference. But, um... Hey, man, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yamamoto took her down, was able to just kind of beat her up, uh, tried to sink in. I think she went for like a Kimura at the very, very last second of the fight, but couldn't get it in. Uh, but, not not a crazy uh, eventful fight, but Yamamoto just did what she was supposed to do. Took her down, beat her up, controlled her, got a, got a unanimous decision.
1: And good for her. Still out here at forty five, like doing the damn thing. Like right. I mean, she started her career in her forties, so.
0: I like the blue hair too. I'm digging the blue hair look. I like that. I mean,
1: not, everybody, but, uh, not everybody can pull that off at forty five, but when you look that good, like you can do whatever you want, I guess.
0: Yeah. No argument for me. <laughs> no 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 argument over here. But um Oh, that was it. That was uh I was rising twenty. Yep, it was a good time, man. It was a good every every rising pay per view that I've bought is for me pretty much been like money well spent. I've never watched a rising card and been bored or been you know disappointed. Like, bro, when Musayev kicked off the card, I was like, oh yeah, we we here. <laughs> we. This is one of those cards that I was mad because I was at work. I was watching all, like, people react to highlights. And I'm like, God, I feel like I'm missing out on such a good time right now. Um, But, nah, man. Like, go back and watch the Manil Cape. Put on a great performance against Asakura. Go watch Tenshin Asakawa be a video game character and just do every move on the command list until he wins the fight. Uh, Ham and Hamasaki had a great fight. Uh, the Reina fight was good. Definitely watch uh, Tafik Masaya from Petriki Bit- Pitbull just have all, an all-out all violent session uh it's sad watching cb dolly get knocked out but the knockout was so wild like just the way he face planted like go watch that <laughs> uh <laughs> like, it's sad
1: to go watch this man get murked
0: yeah you know it's, it is what it is man uh and if you didn't get a chance to watch the uh o, uh the Ogi uh kubo and Ishiwatari fight because Ryzen was pulling shenanigans. Definitely go back and watch that. It was it was a really fun fight. Uh, Patrick mix. Well,
1: I was gonna say that's that's specific. That's mostly just for people who lived in Japan. Like if you were watching on like, um, Fight TV, you got to see the whole thing. I think.
0: Yeah. Hopefully. Well, if you didn't, go back and watch it. It was a it was a fun time. No, this card was it was good, man. This was a. I just go to Rising Cards. I watch Rising Cards, and I don't really care about belts and championships, and I just I just want to be entertained, and they always deliver on that. I've never watched a Rising card and felt like I wasted my time. I always I'm always entertained. It's a nice spectacle. The entrances are cool, and it's a, it's a good time. It's just a good time. So that was Rising 20. Go uh go give that a look if you missed it. And shout out to PFL. Show love to them. Go watch uh, some of those finals. Go watch the, the Ton Show be, be the goat that he is over there. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good way to, I guess, technically end 2019 and uh, kick, it, kick, kick us into 2020. Yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate Rising for that. And uh, that's uh, about it. So, don't have this pulled up in front of me because I've been over here slacking off. Upcoming uh, fights and scraps and things of note. Uh, I mean, of course, UFC ain't back till the 18th for UFC 246, which ain't the best uh, um, for a pay-per-view. Uh, uh, the-
1: if it was a fight night, it'd be fine.
0: Yeah, if this a fight night, I'd be completely okay with this. Pay-per-view. But some of the fights on the card, just to list them off. Of course, Conor McGregor, Donald Cerrone, uh, Anthony, Pettis. Uh, Anthony Pettis versus Diego Ferreira. Holly Holm versus Raquel Pennington. Uh, Nasrat Hakparas, a.k.a. Little Gaslam, against Drew Dober. Grant Dawson, Chas Kelly, Macy Barber, Roxanne Marta Ferry, Alexi Olenek, Maurice Green, Claudia Cadelia, Alexa Grasso, Sadiq Youssef, Andre Philly, Sabina Mazzo, J.J. Aldridge. Like, there's some good fights on this card, it's just that this paying $60 or however much it is,
1: nah. Like, MMA is, uh, con- like, like, the pay-per-view game is so, like, dicey, like, Conor hasn't won a fight in, like, three years. And, like, over three years. It's like, how am I supposed to get, like, hyped, you know? Yeah. And then, like, Cowboy's coming off of two losses, where he got pretty much his ass beat in both of them. Um, and it's like, how am I supposed to be out for that? It's it's confusing, you know?
0: Um. That's MMA, man. This is what they do to us. Yeah.
1: But, uh. But
0: that's the UFC. Oh, one has a card coming up. Yes,
1: here. and it's a rematch of, um, one of the best fights from last year. Uh, Rod Tank versus, uh, Jonathan Haggerty. That's gonna be the, uh, main event for the, uh, the one Muay Thai Bantamweight. Flyweight title i don't even know freaking title there we go um non-stop is also going to be fighting um uh Sang money uh he's gonna be fighting kenta yamada um liam harrison's gonna be fighting muhammad bin Mah- Mahmud. um you know a whole, whole bunch of other stuff on that card looks interesting Oh,
0: no, shout out to uh, thong lee thong lee's on the card shout oh to yeah
1: thong lee, lee. Okay. um shout out to them. Um He's on that yeah, that's a good card. Uh, um and, that's on the tenth. Yes. Um we got some boxing, um, for anybody's interested, over on Showtime on the also on the tenth. Um Caressa Shields versus Ivana Habazin. That fight was supposed to happen last year, but someone for Caressa Shields team assaulted one of Habazin's coaches when he had his back turned <laughs> and Habazin put out of the fight in protest. Understandably. Um but that's apparently going to be going down. But also on that card is a, uh, a super middleweight women's title fight uh, between Alicia Napoleon Espinoza and Ellen Serret. Uh, Cer- How the hell do you pronounce his name? Ellen Serret. It has two R's and two O's. So I'm going to go with Ellen Serret. Cider-ro- Cider-ro- She's Swedish. Um, but that's also going down on that card. Uh, but on Saturday, over on Golden Boy is the zone. So um, it'd be Jaime Mengua versus Gary O'Sullivan. And um, who else was on this card that I cared about? Oh, they're not there. What The hell? Is it on a separate card? Yeah, I guess it's on a separate card. Uh, and, um, so that's going down the zone. And over on ESPN, we got Jesse Hart versus Joe Smith Jr. In a uh, Philly versus New York fight. So that would be fun. That's those, those are two fun fighters. So that's what we got going on in there boxing. And
0: then, uh, last I'll mention, even though it, it don't happen until the 25th, <laughs> Bellator uh, 238, uh, Chris Cyborg's Bellator debut, she'll be facing Julia Budd, uh, for the uh Women's Featherweight Championship. Also on the card, uh Darian Caldwell versus Adam Borix, uh Sergio Pettis making his debut against Alfred uh, Kashikayan, uh Dylan Danis versus Keegan Genrich, Aaron Pico versus Daniel Carey, uh JJ Wilson versus Mario Navarro, Cronry Gracie versus Hector Saldana. Our boys on that card. And...
1: Our boy AJ
0: Oh yeah, I, I I don't mention his name now when I see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see him at the bottom of the list. Yeah, you, you ain't getting no promo from me, buddy. <laughs> but uh, Curtis Melendez on the card though. Hey, there we go. Uh, there you go. Coming back to Bellator, We'll be fighting Moses Merida. So, but that like I said, that's Bellator uh, 238. But that don't happen till 25th. So it's gonna be quiet for a little bit, but we'll still be here. Um, guys, getting this episode, and then we will be having our uh a war show. So that'll be the next episode that you guys hear from us and I need to get busy on uh <laughs> getting my uh, my categories in order. I've been uh been slacking off on this one. I've been busy though, man. I've been busy. Been been doing a lot this week so um but yeah so that'll be the next you guys hear from us. So we'll still be still be around here kicking up dust. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. But um yeah that's pretty much all we got for today's episode. So uh, fight recommendations, oh, let me find mine real quick, uh, before we roll out, close out, uh, my fight recommendation, um, I'm somewhat cheating, because we, uh, I alluded to this fight, uh, on our three year anniversary episode, but, it's my podcast, do what I want, <laughs> so, my fight recommendation, uh, uh, you can find this on, on YouTube, uh, it is one of, uh, Ra-Tang's, one of his last, uh, Muay, I'd say his last Muay Thai fight, but, um, one of his most recent Muay Thai fights. Um, it rod Ra-Tang versus a gentleman named Saeksan. San, that's S-A-E-K-S-A-N, Kwan Muang, K-W-A-N, M-U-A-N-G. Um, they fought twice, but the fight I'm referring to is actually the second one, um, even though they both went all five rounds, but I haven't seen the first fight, so I can't tell you how that fight went. But the second fight uh, is on YouTube, and it is an it's an amazing fight. It is a amazing tie fight. Just lots of violence. Just it's, it was a Rod Tang fight. It was it was really fun to watch, man. It was I, I wanted to watch Rod Tang outside of one to see what like I just see what his other fights look like cause I hadn't really watched him much like in Thai fights like in thailand like you know yeah but oh, i want to see him like his natural i guess element so to speak but um no nah, that that fight is amazing man it's really 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 good good probably definitely one of the best fights uh, one of the better fights i've seen this year um so that is rod tang versus Sheik San. uh
1: two second time they fought so now you got me so thinking be... do do the muay thai fights in one do they play the music i don't think they do then it's not a real muay thai fight
0: yeah i don't i don't think they play the music did they even do the 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 um
1: the the warm-up the, ser- thing? <laughs> the what
0: yeah i don't think they do that do they because do... don't they normally like walk to every corner yeah, and... they
1: do the little thing the, the little ritual yeah
0: yeah i don't think they do that either they, they just throw them in there and just Go fight. This is, this is <laughs> some
1: straight up bad cultural appropriation, and I will not stand for it.
0: Uh, this is one champion. <laughs> this would be like if we like this is like Americanized Muay Thai, but it's not in America.
1: This is like if they had a fight. boxing match and they didn't say the Pledge of Allegiance before it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they, they took all the culture out of it, like, bro. Just go fight. We ain't got time for just all that.
1: This is this is a crime against Thai culture, and I will not stand for it.
0: In that fight, you can see him in his natural uh, nat- natural element.
1: See, if I was one of the coaches, I'd just start playing the music, just, like, like making the noise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get removed from the stadium, because you're, like, the only person making noise. No, well, no, like,
1: I, I inspire everybody around me to also make the noise, so it's just a whole stadium of people making the, 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 the song. I don't even know what the hell that song is called. Oh, man. But it's great. <laughs>
0: uh, got any, uh... Any, any any
1: recommendations? Um... I mean, uh, I, I've been watching a bunch of old fights this whole weekend. Um... I, I talked about earlier, watching the entirety of, uh... K-1... Uh... The Grand Prix from 96. Uh... Yeah, go watch that. Like I said, you can watch all types of cool stuff. Uh, all the fights on it are freaking fire. Um, Andy Hug, Ernesto Hoos, Baby Crow Cop, Mike Bernardo, Musashi, Peter Aerts, and a whole bunch of other people on that card. It's great. Um, for those, who like, you, if you don't know how young Crow Cop is when uh, he fought at the 96 uh, K1 World Grand Prix, he wasn't even Crow Cop yet. Because he wasn't a cop yet. He
0: was, he,
1: he was just Mirko Filipar, uh, Filikrov, or however the hell you say his last name. Um, He li- literally, he, it was his second ever kickboxing bout. Um, He had just beat Jerome Le Banner, and then he lost her as to Hulu, so He was like, fuck this, I'm going to go join the cops. And he became part of like the Croatian anti-terrorist task force. And then uh, and then he fought the World Amateur Boxing Championships in 97. And then he came back to mm-hmm. kickboxing. So he, he was out here living a busy life in the 90s. Shout out to Crow Cop. Shout out to Crow Cop.
0: And just, and just Crow before he became the cop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there
0: you go. So that's your fight homework for the week, guys. Go, uh, Go look those up. Uh, so I guess before we leave, any uh quick closing thoughts before we get out of here? Um,
1: Shouts, yes. Uh, I, I want to big up Kevin Love, who's just completely big dick energy. <laughs> Basically, just sticking both the middle fingers in Dan Gilbert's face, telling him to fire him because he's gonna pay him like a quarter of a billion dollars anyway. <laughs> 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 like, I'm, I'm. I get that it's like bad sportsmanship or whatever but when your owner is Dan Gilbert, I say it, it's completely okay and you can do whatever the hell you want. And if you want, you can throw some chairs on the floor if you feel like it. He hasn't, he hasn't elevated us to that point yet, but I feel like it's coming. Like, I'm waiting for him to just pull out the cell phone in the middle of the game. Like, he's on the floor. But he's like, I got, <laughs> hold up, I gotta tweet these Joker pics real quick.
0: Hey man, y'all, y'all y'all pray for Kevin Love. He going through it all. Day. I mean,
1: that, that <laughs> dude has like several concussions under his uh, like on his like on his brain, doesn't he? Which is I I couldn't. Tell which you. which is odd for a basketball player. I feel.
0: Just the fact that he's stuck in Cleveland. Hey,
1: he, he was happy to stay. They were gonna pay him. They paid them max money.
0: Now he got to deal with that. Uh.
1: I mean, now you got to lose for five years.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got your ring, you got your max money, and now, yeah, now you just got to go lose. That's, that's that's the Swan song.
1: I I just want Kevin Love to just escalate every every week.
0: You yeah, might as well just start tweeting during, like, the ne- when they first sub you out for the first time. Just go tweet, take a selfie.
1: They just send them home.
0: <laughs> just, just go wild it's like, out.
1: God, you're co- you're corrupting Colin Sexton. Go home.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Shout out to Kevin Love. So uh, I have a closing uh, thought. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll keep it sports related. Shout out to. Um, I've been seeing a lot of clips. I, I've been slipping on my NBA NBA lately. I started good in the beginning of the season. I've been falling off lately. But um, shout out to John Morant, man. Um John Morant for, for Memphis has been out here killing it. Um I know he's on the Grizzlies, so you know, people outside of Memphis probably not really paying him much attention. But uh John Morant is really, really talented, man. Like I'm glad I got to see him in March Madness, even though he played for like a small school. But you could see in college, man, that kid was
1: Special. He
0: was yeah, he was special. There's yeah, he's you know, you missed him by knock on one draft pick, man. <laughs> man, knock on wood. Hopefully, he can like stay healthy during his career. But if he stays on the pace he's going now on the trajectory, like he's going to be a very special player that we will be talking about for a long time. That that kid is, he is nice. Like he is really good. And there are a lot of good. I've been enjoying the NBA this season, these last few seasons. I feel like there's, like, a lot of, there's been a, a good influx of, like, new young talent that's, like, actually worth, like, getting hype over. Like, I'm seeing, uh, I feel like this next crop of guys coming up, we're, we're going to get some, some special, we're going to get some special guys. I think the, because I feel like it's a thing, like, every generation, like, after Jordan, it's like, oh, who's coming after Jordan, and then get Kobe and it's like, oh, after Kobe who'll be getting and we get LeBron and uh, it always seems like there's not gonna be a next guy, but there's always a the next guy. There's gonna guy. be a next yeah, there's always a the next guy. Especially with we something like you might basketball. Not see it. Yeah.
1: Like there's too many kids it, on too many playgrounds trying to model their games like LeBron James and Right. That's how you end up with like Luka Doncic. That's how you end up with uh you know Giannis And that's how you end up with John Morant. And speaking of Kevin Love... (laughs) Freaking John Morant almost jumping over Kevin
0: Love. he he, he tried to kill him. Kevin Love, yeah. uh,
1: John Morant tried to end my career tonight.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, and real quick before I forget. I wanted to mention this during while we were recording, but I didn't want to interrupt. Um... Shoutouts to Parasite, the movie. Um, they won a uh, what's the award show going uh, on right The Golden
1: now? Globes for best Golden foreign Globes. film, I believe it is.
0: I don't know if they've done the best director yet, cause he was nominated for that too. Uh, let's see. Um, so I I don't know if he got that, but if you guys didn't see Parasite, it was amazing. Yeah, it is a really great movie. Um, and <laughs> apparently the director uh was making fun of Americans, cause we don't like subtitles. Um, But I don't mind subtitles. I've
1: been watching subtitles pretty much all my life. These people have never Um, watched anime. Like freaking when you had to watch like the three individual uh, like ten minute clips of like Naruto episodes online. Right. Come on.
0: But like, not. I'm telling you guys, not not reading subtitles. You are depriving yourself from some really, uh, some really good movies. (laughs) He's probably yourself with some really great movies, but uh, yeah, if you have not seen Parasite, man, um, uh, directed by, what's, what's his name, uh, Mm I want to, want to get his name, Bong uh, Joon-ho, uh, the director of Parasite, if you have not seen Parasite, go give it a watch, it's an amazing movie, um, go give that a watch, but, all i got for closing thoughts so that'll be it uh for today's episode so as always give us a listen soundcloud uh youtube spotify google play iHeartRadio, radio apple Podcasts, all that good stuff send questions to dojo talk podcast at yahoo.com hit us up uh on social media at the dojo talk, Pod, Pod, at the dojo talk podcast facebook page and the instagram page uh hit me up on twitter and twitch at serial and you can hit uh, the Anti-Cool Up on Twitter, at GC Zeus. And for the new year, you can buy my book, The Arbok Chronicles. It's still out there. $8.99 physical copy. $0.99 digital copy. But that's all we got for you guys today. So as always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we will be there to talk about it. And until next time, we will catch you guys later.